Buckle up everyone and welcome to Carpool Rugby League, a show where three rugby league tragics are talking everything rugby league on your way to or from work. I'm Graham. And I'm the Chameleon. Welcome aboard and on with the show. Yes, it's Tuesday. You know what that means. We've got another episode of Carpool Rugby League coming your way. It's a big addition here, Griffo. We've got finals. They're finally here. We've been talking about the road to the finals. We've just pulled up the Carpool Rugby League uh, vehicle at the finals. Um, Interesting finals week coming up. There are some teams that uh, have made a big charge at the end. Some teams at the start of the season... We uh, may not have expected to be there. Some teams missing. It's 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 a very interesting final series we have ahead of us. I'm sure. Um, hopefully, hopefully we can get Shano off the interchange bench at some point tonight. Uh, as I said, it is Tuesday as we record this, so we'll give all the news coming up um, for not only the finals but the NRLW this week. But first of all, I think the what we have to talk about is. Um, the final ladder, the makeup of the finals, and uh, and and who we have playing finals footy this week, um, with the Panthers, Broncos, Storms, Warriors, Knights, Sharks, Roosters, and Raiders being the teams that have made the top eight. Uh, initial thoughts on the top eight and um, the the teams that got there. Yeah, initial thoughts are. Uh, there are a number of teams that I didn't think would be there. Um, in our tipping comp, we have a pick the top eight comp. Um, obviously, no one got close to even uh, <laughs> coming up with the eight teams that made it. Um, but uh, I, I do a little score uh, to, to work out who won. Uh, if people get bang on, so if someone selected Panthers, you get three points at number yep. one. If they had Panthers at number two, they would have got two points, and then if they just had Panthers anyway in the eight, they would have got one point. So, with that 3-2-1 system, the top score was ten points. That's uh, that's how... It's amazing, uh, isn't it? Yeah. Yeah, so... <clears throat> and I'm, I'm just looking, looking back at I my... think I only had... I had the Panthers in there. I had the Storm yep. in there. Yep. I I had the Roosters in there. Yeah, and they've only um, just saved our bacon. I the might have had the there. Sharks. I might have had the Sharks in there somewhere because I knew they had an easy draw. They're um, the four that I had too. Yeah, so I'm yep. just... Uh, yeah, I, I had... Uh, I was awful. Uh, yeah, Graham, <laughs> you, had, you had the Sharks to come sixth successfully. Oh, yeah. You had the Beauty. Roosters at uh, I don't at know Premiers. <laughs> uh, you had the Panthers at uh, second spot, so you got two yep. points for that. You had the Storm at fourth spot, so you got two points for that. Mm. So you scored a total of eight points, which was actually okay. uh, pretty good. Knowing that Ken was on top. Here. Yeah, where did he go? Shano had five of the eight teams. Wow. One of them... Uh, near their actual finish. So he, he got five points. Um, 
I'm just trying. I, I'm pretty sure I got five points as well, but I, I might not have had five teams. I might have got a two-pointer. I think I only had four teams. Here we are. Yeah. Oh, hang on. Oh, I miscounted. I got six points. Oh, um, there you go. I thought I had five. So I had the Roosters at uh, at one. I had the Panthers at three. The Sharks I had at five. And the Storm I had at uh, seven. So well, I did mm. a little bit better than I thought. I got five of the teams. Um, it's, it's very interesting, isn't it? Because, I mean, the Storm were one of those teams we were talking about early on in the season. We weren't even sure if they'd make the eight. Yep. Everyone was really hot on the Cowboys. Um, yeah, me I, I don't too. think there would have been any punter that would have had the Rabbitohs outside of the eight. No. Um, it's a, it's, there's been a real shake-up, and I think the, the main teams to cause that shake-up would, would have to have been the Warriors and the Knights. Warriors top yeah, four. Yeah, absolutely. That, wouldn't have yeah, for sure. Yeah. Um, I don't think too many people would have had the Warriors in their top eight. Um, all the nights for that matter. Um, credit to both teams, uh, fourth and fifth, respectively. Um, the Warriors were up there for a lot longer than the Knights. The Knights had made that late charge, um, and, and uh, done really well. Um, the Raiders, I didn't think they'd make it, um, particularly early in the season. Uh, they, they had a reasonably poor start and then they put a lot of wins together against lower-ranked teams. I'm just looking at the odds. The Raiders are $151 to win the comp. Um, <coughs> yeah. And then, Sorry. Uh, that's a top-eight okay. team, isn't it? Like... <laughs> yeah. But, and yeah, just... every, every... Like, the, the next outsider is the $26, the Sharks. So that yeah. just gives you uh, an idea of what uh, they think of the Raiders. Ricky loves that, uh, you know, in his latest uh, press conference where they got beat again. He talked about no one wants us there, blah, blah, blah. Yeah, um, yeah he's going to try and work that as his motivation. But you can get as motivated as you like than yeah. um, this, you know, us against them. But it only goes so far. Um, and I don't think it goes... Uh, beyond this week. Um, but to their credit, they've got nine they? teams behind them. Irrespective of, of you know, the fact that uh, they've got a minus 137. Um, yeah, they, they've made it. And, and uh, they made it last year. And uh, I don't know how. They, they keep making it. Um Last year, they made it past the first week of, of the, the finals. Um, there are chance this week, but yeah, I, I don't think they win. No, and, it, and it, it is interesting when we look at the top eight and uh, the win-loss records. Um, it, it's basically worked out in the end. You know, we'll, we'll put aside the fact that teams have different draws, they play different teams. Just looking at very simply... The teams that won more games than they lost made the top eight. Um, so when you go ninth and down, I mean, the Rabbitohs, and, the Rabbitohs, Eels, and Cowboys, they won 12, lost 12, so they had a 50% win record. But anyone who won more games than they lost, so Raiders 13-11, Roosters 13-11, so on and so forth, uh, made the top eight. So 
you know, when you look at it that way, it's, it seems to be a fairly, um, yeah, it's a good balance in that regard. But I, I feel like it's been a very, I can't remember a time, and someone's going to correct me on this and say it probably happened a year or two ago. Who knows? But I find it very interesting and something I can't remember where teams 7 and 8 have a minus for and against, and teams 9, 10, 11, and 12 all have a plus for and against. We usually find that the teams that win more games and and they lose, uh, you know, getting these plus for and against. And I think what it shows is that uh, the season, sometimes it's a, it, it's, it's, there's two halves to the year. You know, you might have a team like the Roosters who for the first half of the year, I mean, up until a week or two ago, they were getting written off and it was the biggest disappointment of the year. And technically, you ask a Roosters fan, they'll tell you there's still a chance of winning this premiership uh, because they're in the finals. So it's, it's a very interesting dynamic there. Um, and yeah, it's, I don't know if having the extra week, the extra buy, whether that's, that's impacted on it, but I find that a very interesting dynamic, um, having those, those poor for and against there showing that you can get belted, but you know, at the end of the day, if you win games by a couple of points and then lose by, um, you know, heaps in other areas, uh, yeah, you know, you're still building those points. So what we're seeing yeah. here is more wins and losses gets you in the finals. Um, we're we're well, going to do it. Before we move on, yeah, I just there's a, a stat that I've just noticed on the ladder. Canberra Raiders against six hundred and twenty three points. No other team in the top eight, other than them, conceded more than like went into the five hundreds. Um, that's a massive, uh, a massive problem for the Raiders. Their defense, six twenty three against, especially and, coming up against one of the best attacking teams this week in the Knights. Yeah, <laughs> you know, yeah. that's that's a really good point there. And you know, I, I know we don't necessarily do our margins into the finals there, but that that could be a game where I think people are highlighting and saying Newcastle at home. I think the game's already sold out. That'll be a big one to look at later on down the track. Um, so what that basically means for us, and we'll do our preview later on, we've got the Panthers playing the Warriors, Broncos playing the Storm, Knights play the Raiders, and the Sharks play the Roosters. Um, I know we've got our semester two reports happening a little bit later on, but before we get too far into the finals, we might do one last uh, regular season round edition of Griffo's Grab. Yeah, there were like there were some great um, moments in last weekend's round. Uh, many worthy of the official grab. But I'm going to give it to a guy who I'd never heard of before. Uh, who played his uh, first game, a debut. Um, and that is uh, a gentleman by the name of Sal Farlongo. Um, I don't know if he's uh, related at all to the uh, David Farlongo, who used to be a rabbito, um, famous for shoving his coach down a set of stairs. Um, but uh, this guy, Sal Farlongo, uh, you know, he's wild Farlongo. He is... X Factor. Um, I don't know if it was his first torch, but it was 
If it wasn't his first touch, it would have been his second touch. And he uh, absolutely ripped the Broncos' uh, defence apart. He, he uh, went almost the length of the field, uh, worked with Ryan Pappenhausen, and uh, they ended up scoring in the corner. Uh, it wasn't his only uh, moment of magic. Um, this guy is uh, he's, he's X-Factor. Uh, there's something about the Melbourne Storm who can churn out a high-quality fullback. Um, I don't know what they're going to do with, uh, with Sal uh, going forward um, when you've got you know, Pappy just coming back. You've got Nick Mean. He's probably been just about their best player this year. Um, and they can only play one guy at fullback. But far longer, he is too good not to be in the 17 somewhere. Um, maybe not unless they get an injury in, in the finals this year. But I think he's, uh, he's going to be someone that they cannot leave out of the top 17 at the start of next year. Did you see uh did you see him the other night against He's, the Broncos? He right? is an absolute gun, isn't he? And uh, this one we we previewed last week as who's going to have the best young guns. We we said it was a really tough one to tip and there were times where I thought, "Oh, look here come the Broncos young guns." But he was one of those players that just really stood out. And as you said, they've got not even yeah, I mean, yes, you you are right when you look at their record with fullbacks. And this is even one of those things where if at the start of the year we'd say, oh, look, Pappenhausen's back. There's this young guy coming through. But Meany's been been great. There's just this abundance of talent, especially in the, the backline ranks there at the um, the Melbourne Storm. And it's 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 just phenomenal that, that they've got this here. I mean, we know this week, I'll get into it later, that Ryan Pappenhausen's coming off the bench. Um you know, we're very interested to see how they use him, probably very similar to um, some of the other backs that have come off the bench, almost playing like a, a third half in that, that lock kind of role. But, um, yeah, he's just just to go back to your original, um, you know, uh, point there, um, far longer, absolute talent. And it just... They're a, they're a production line. They're a machine. And this is why they're going well, to be successful and thereabouts most years when they've got young players like that that they develop. Graham, two other guys that are amongst the NRL elite in Nico Hines and Scott Drinkwater were also former number yeah, ones that's at the Melbourne point. Storm. Another guy who is, I think, just about in the top five players in the NRL Jerome Hughes now plays at seven. Yeah, he started as a fullback, um, and the guy before all these guys was probably the greatest fullback ever, and Billy Slater, <laughs> of course. Um, so, and and he's obviously uh, you know he's part of the coaching staff at the Storm, and and obviously mentors these guys. Just amazing, amazing talent uh, coming out of the Melbourne Storm and still there, obviously, um, in the number one jersey. So, uh, but but far longer last week, uh, yeah, that was just a, a brilliant debut. And I, I, I want to give a special mention to another guy who played fullback. Um, we know him mainly as a centre, 
but uh, Toletau Kola uh, yeah. for Mamu was brilliant. Yeah. He ripped the Tigers apart. Um, there's just so many talented guys in the NRL, um, and a lot of them tend to wear the number one jersey. Uh, so what they do with Kola next year will be interesting. I'd play Turbo in the centres uh, and, and leave Kohler at fullback, I think. Uh, just, uh, you know, Turbo, probably less chance of injury in the centres. Um, uh, maybe they go that way. Yeah, that's that's an interesting point, just to see where they fit all these players. Um, it's, it's a good headache to have. I mean, for, for a team like Manly, they'll be looking for something extra next year after what would be seen as a disappointment not making the finals. And I think there are a lot of clubs as a part of their post-season review looking at who's playing where um, and how they can best utilise all the talent. Um, you know, they're not playing this week, but we, we saw reports this week that uh, part of the review at South Sydney would be, will Luttrell be fullback next year? Um, I, I can tell you one player who we can put in that category as one of the best fullbacks who will definitely be playing fullback for their club next year and this week, who's actually um, signed a new deal. That's Dylan Edwards. Um, yeah. Just while we're talking about fullbacks and, and quality fullbacks, um, I just wanted to get your thoughts because it would have been since we recorded our last podcast that this has become official. Um, I just wanted to get your thoughts too on... I mean, obvious. I think we can guess what your thoughts are on this, but it'd be good to get a comment on Dylan Edwards, the long-term deal with the Panthers, yeah. and I think we're going to hear a little bit more in the next few weeks about implications around players such as Jerome Luai, given yeah. salary cap and so on and so forth. Graham, I, I did say this last week when uh, when we saw uh, No Edwards against Para and uh, Penrith were poor. And, and it wasn't the only reason that, you know, that they didn't play well, but they are not the same side if he's not there. We've seen him lose games. He didn't play in the World Club Challenge. They weren't the same side. Now, Steve Crichton, he is in unbelievable form in the centres. Um, he has aspirations, obviously, to be a fullback, and he might turn out to be a really good one. But I think at the moment, uh, I can't think of a guy in the centres who's better than him in what he's been doing in, with and without the ball. Last week, he was phenomenal. Um, put him at fullback. I've not seen, I've not seen him have a, a strong game uh, in the fullback position. He's had some good games, yes. He played well there for Samoa at the World Cup. I grant that, but... I think Steve Crichton, like Latrell Mitchell, his best position is in the centres. Um, but I mean, again, it just comes back to this fact that there is just enormous talent in the competition at that elite level. Um, yeah, and, uh, they can't all play fullback. A lot of them want to, but uh, with Edwards, sorry, getting back to the point, um, I'm, I'm very comfortable very comfortable that they relented because he wanted four years. Panthers wanted to give him three. Um, I think they had a, and I said this last week that he, his manager would have loved last week's game. 
because they uh, they just weren't the same. He, he apparently uh, sort of accepted less cash than, and he's you know don't get me wrong, he got good cash. They're talking about like eight fifty mm. uh, for four years. It's, it's great coin on the open market. Could he have got more than that? Absolutely. Yeah, um, he's a million dollar player on the open market. Yeah, yeah, and it's 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 strange. Like a lot of these other fullbacks, and you mentioned the likes of uh, you know that played his first game. Uh, far longer, brilliant. Yep. Um, Dylan Edwards is not that style of player. He's not brilliant. He does some great things, but he's consistent. Um, <laughs> and you know what you're getting with him. Uh, he's a you know 200 meter a game guy. He's the guy you want in your super coach. Yeah, I don't know about that, but um, he's a guy. He's I the want type of bike. He'll yeah. like you said. He'll he'll make the meters. Yeah. Kick returns. He'll have minimal yep. errors, um, whereas your other fullbacks, like you said, sorry to cut you off there, but you might have other fullbacks who might make, you know, 50 metres a match, miss a few tackles, but then all you see on the news is the highlight reel of the flick pass or the support play, and they did a big step and scored a try. He is Mr. Reliable, and yep. I think that most teams... Um, would love to have him, and I think the balance at Penrith is is right for him to be there. With especially when you got your blokes like Jerome Luai and whatnot there, who who play a bit of eyes up footy, you you know yeah. that you're going to get that that platform there. It's it's phenomenal. He marshals the defence very well. We saw the week before when he wasn't there; it just didn't work. So. Good for Penrith. Good for Dylan Edwards. Yeah, I I, I think so too. And um, I even heard him. Uh, I don't know if you heard it the other day. Would have been maybe Friday afternoon. I think it was. Uh, he was interviewed on on SEN and oh, um, yeah, yeah, spoke very um, well. And I think Brandy was even on that afternoon. Was he? Maybe. Uh it was. It was a morning interview. Oh, it was a morning that might have been they, they replayed, played, of course. Yeah, they played it in the afternoon. Of course, if it's yeah, brand new. I remember on morning, my yeah. way to work, I was listening yep. to it. Then I got to work. I, I didn't hear right till the end, but I heard probably five yeah. minutes or so. So uh, it might have been replayed. It was, actually. It was. I heard it in the afternoon. They replayed it because, obviously, Brandy's on in the morning. But, um, uh, yeah, that was when I was listening to all the lead-up and hopeful that... You know, getting excited for the uh, Rabbitohs Roosters game, but but the point I'm making there too is not only is he a good player, but he's also the type of guy that you're happy to represent your club. Um, yeah, absolutely. He, he'll he'll speak well. He's a good sport. Um, I should have done the gaff this week. I don't know if you you would have been at the game. I don't know if you you heard, but <laughs> and saw the reaction when um, Andrew Abdul. <laughs> <laughs> I think you made a uh, hundred and something assists. And he, yeah, we don't know on. what he assisted, but yeah, he's he's not quite sure what the stat was, but he took it. Um, but uh, yeah, look, the the point I'm making is um, beyond what he does on the the field, which often goes unseen. I think a lot of people who might be casual fans watch a Penrith game and go, "Oh, what did he really do anything? I don't remember this." And then you show him and you say, "Hey." These are the important stats in a rugby league game and try to make them understand that every set when his kick return is 15, 20 metres, when he's breaking the advantage line, 
when he's in defence, he is making sure he is moving the players to close the gap so that their defensive line is set. Um, so much of it comes to him, and he's not one of those guys that that seeks all the glory and and looks the um, yeah, he's a very humble and, guy. Yeah, yeah, so he's 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 a he's a real clubman, and um, he, he 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 even said in that interview the point I was going to make is he said I know it's a cliche, but I believe him when he says, "Look, I just want to be at Penrith." And he seems like the type of guy that would, um, you know, do what he can for the team and be a real yes. clubman. So he's yeah, loved, good on him. loved he's good by the fans. Him. Loved by the fans because yeah. they know that he gives absolutely everything he's got. Like another guy, Liam Martin, who again yeah. was outstanding last week. And again, yeah. he just re-signed for a long-term deal. Fans love from any club... They love the players that they know every week that guy is just going to give 100%. 100, yep. You don't see him slack. Yep. Never the word lazy. Nothing that gets fans offside. You've got guys in your team who fit that mold like Cam Murray. Yeah. Loved by the fans because yep. he gives everything he's got. And that's, as a fan... You you can you can be disappointed if you lose a game. But if you know that every guy in your team yep. get everything they had, you cannot ask for more than that. That's exactly so right. That, you know, I hate it when when fans get on social media and bag a team if they lose when they've done everything possible. Like sometimes the other team is just better on a day. Um, that's all you can ask. They give a hundred percent, and and he's that sort of guy. Um, Liam Martin, as I said, Cam Murray, Isaiah Yo, yeah. these guys, they've got a lot of similarities. That that you know they they're not like poster boys as such, or probably Cam Murray is. He's good looking rooster, but I should say that. <laughs> We'll say a good-looking good looking rabbit. Good-looking yeah, 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 yeah. But humble, and and it's it's you know it's it's what what the fans love. Anyway, I think I've made the point ten times. Yeah, no, yeah. I t- totally agree. And and as you said, it's that effort. I mean, you know, I'd rather support a team that gives a hundred percent and and struggles and doesn't have the star star power than have a team full of star power that you know puts in like lackluster. Efforts and gets done. Um, yeah, read between the lines there. I think you know what I'm talking about. Um, so, look, that, that probably brings us to having a look at all the clubs uh, from this season because we, we do have finals this week, but as qualified teachers, both you and I, Griffo, we are um, obliged to give reports uh, every semester we did it halfway through the season. We had our semester one reports. Um, so I think it would be fitting if we have a look at the semester two reports. So for new listeners, what we effectively do is we go through the teams. Traditionally, we start at the bottom of the table and work our way up. Um, if you're happy to do that, I don't know which way. I'm very happy to, to do that. I, I yeah. have created, I don't know if you can see this anywhere in the world, um, <laughs> but this is an original. I'm going to patent it. Um, I've got the, the ladder for rounds 15 through to 27, the last 13 wow. rounds. 
of the competition. And uh, you said you wanted to start at the bottom. Well, there's no prize for guessing who is at position number 17 in the second half of the year. Now, um, it is the West Tigers. Yeah. They scored four points in the second half of the year. Not a lot. Uh, it was one win, which uh, they got a couple of weeks ago. Um, I think, was it the Dragons it might be? When Appy kicked a goal from the sideline. 11 That's losses right, yeah. and the bye. Uh, a minus 247 differential in those uh, in those rounds. And obviously, I'm giving the Tigers an E for the second half of the year, which means for me, they were on the decline because I gave them a D uh, for the first half. Yeah. Uh, Graham, what do you think about the Tigers? Yeah, I agree. And not only did they lose in that period, um, there were some big losses. I think the most... Look, the most embarrassing uh, loss in that that whole run would have to be that 74-0 loss against the Cowboys. Which, yep. and, and the, the interesting thing is, it would have been just before we did our semester one reports, they put 66 points on the Cowboys. It's the most bizarre thing ever for a team to, to score 66 points against a team and then concede 74. But... Um, yeah, they've, they've been very, very poor throughout the year. Um, we, I think actually that win might have come against the Dolphins. That uh, Oh, you're right, Greg. Yeah, It was. It was only about Another three weeks ago. It was line. a one-point win against yeah, yeah. the Dolphins. Yeah. So not only did they just get that win, but the Tigers, I was also hoping too towards the end of the year, even in the last couple of weeks, that we'd see some sort of spark um you know, some excitement about Benji Marshall coming in and all this talk. I I feel very much for Benji. I worry. Um, he's pushing shit uphill next year. I, I can't see it ending well for him. And, um, you know, I'm not saying he's a bad coach. I just find that the whole organisation... You know, I feel like it's the type of team where the ball boy's not pumping the balls up hard enough. There just seems to be everything they do just just does not go right. They're just off in so many aspects of the game. Um, yeah, I think that E grade is, is very fitting because there's no team that's disappointed more so throughout the whole season, let alone this half of the year, than the Tigers. Yeah. Okay. And, and even too, just, just before we move on, because we've said it before, their squad, on I know we say it on paper, should be doing so much better, which makes me think it's beyond just, sure. a, just a just a talent thing. You, you yeah. can't blame. I, I don't think it's a recruitment issue. I think it's a it's a bigger issue than that. So, yeah, Tigers. Yeah, I, I, I look. I didn't. I thought they'd have a better year. Um, in terms of ladder positions, okay. Even if you know they had have been in the bottom four, but you know, and won double their the games they they won. They only won four games all year. Yeah, that's that's not good enough. That's um, twenty losses. Uh, in this day and age, that's a yeah, a lot of losses, isn't it? Yeah, twenty. Yeah. 
Yeah, lucky they get the buys because they got 14 <laughs> points. Yeah. Back in the years before buys, you think, oh, you, you got 14 points. So you wouldn't have been wooden spoon, huh? but no. they got gifted six. That's almost as many as they made. Yeah. All right. So who have you got second last with this, uh, okay. this half of the year? All right. Bulldogs. Yeah. Awful. Uh, they scored eight points in the second half of the year, made up of two wins, nine losses, and they had two buys. So they got as many points from buys as they did from their own victories. Minus 237. Almost as bad as the West Tigers, and uh, I'm giving them an E as well. Yeah, I think their only two wins would have come against South Sydney and the Dolphins, um, which I think says a lot about both South Sydney and the Dolphins. But this is another team, when you look through their record for the second half of the year, not only are they losing games, they're losing games by big margins. And I think the the, the trend we're seeing is that teams that have brittle defence and awful defence um, tend, tend to really struggle because... They've, I mean, I'm just looking through here, some of their records. I mean, obviously, there was that big loss to the Knights. They lost to the Sharks. I mean, the Sharks we had two big losses to the Knights, over 100 yeah. points against the Knights. And even that game they won against South Sydney, they conceded 32 and, yeah. and um, you know, 44 against the Broncos, 44 against the Panthers, 42 against the Knights, 36. It was a rarity for them to concede... Um, you know, points in the twenties. Uh, I'm not, a, you know, I've got to calculate Andy, but this conceded overall for the year seven hundred and sixty nine uh, points. And divide that by twenty four. I'm, I'm not quite sure, but they got the yeah, they probably got over thirty the worst defensive record by by a mile, nearly a hundred worse than. Uh, because what they with the sorry the Tigers from next was six seventy five. That's nearly a hundred. They played twenty four games. Twenty four games. Seven sixty nine divided by twenty four is thirty two point oh four. So they, on average, they conceded thirty two points a game. Wow, goodness that's, me, uh, that's poor. Anyway, um, that's why they're getting an E. Yeah, you're giving them an E, Graham. Yeah, or? and and I know we shouldn't base this on our expectations of them, but. The Bulldogs were a team at the start of the year that we didn't have in the eight, but we said they're recruiting, they're building. We were really excited about Seraldo coming on as coach. We were excited about some of the signings coming in. Admittingly, injuries didn't help with that. But, you know, fast forward to now, and we've got, uh, you know, players complaining about training loads. There's... There's a lot of, um, I feel like at the Bulldogs, they're one of those teams at the moment, which you always see at the end of the season when it's been a really disappointing season. There's a lot of finger pointing, um, players are pointing at the coaches, you know, the coaches are sort of saying, you know, the players aren't willing to train, other people are pointing at recruitment. There's there's so many things being blamed. I don't think that the Bulldogs nor the NRL fan base, community, whatever you want to call it, really know what's going on at the Bulldogs, other than the fact that they can't defend and they struggle to to put 
put together good performances and be consistent, um, which is a real shame because they've got some talent in their team. And I know before, just you know, while we're talking about the Bulldogs, and we mentioned the Panthers and their re-signings, their salary cap and so on, you almost feel like getting, you know, with Jerome Luai, will he take a pay cut? Give Appy Coruscant or um, Matt Burton a call, because we've just talked about their two teams. What what Luai needs to do is say, get on the phone, hey, fellas, um, I can get more money coming to a club like you have. Is it worth it? Or, you know, what's it worth to you? What would it be worth to you? Do you prefer the extra couple hundred thousand or would you have stayed? Because there's some, there are some quality players in this um, this Bulldogs lineup, such as a Matt Burton, such as a Viliame Kikau, who's been very successful previously at the Panthers. I worry Stephen Crichton's just going to be added to that list. Addo Carr's been added to that list. I mean... Definitely, yeah. He hasn't been the same player. He did score um, a great try on the weekend. Um, yeah, but well, it's a very different. They're they're living in a different universe that what when they go to clubs like the Bulldogs and um I, I would have expected by now that club would have turned around and been better. Well, I expected a few years ago. I mean, but I reckon for the last three or four years we've been saying, oh, you know, the Bulldogs look like they've got a bit of side. You know, a good friend of ours who was a, as a Bulldogs fan. Uh, you know, every year we sort of say to him, oh, I think go all right this year. Yeah, yeah, yeah. It just hasn't happened. They just yeah. they've they've actually well they they won seven games last year, so they've not progressed at all. Um, Cameron Seraldo built his reputation, I guess, as a defensive coach. Uh, he was the defensive coach at Penrith for a number of years, and and they, um, unfortunately, uh, that hasn't translated to the Bulldogs, even though they've got a number of Panthers players. Uh, it's shambles, really. Um, yeah. There was all this talk about the young player who was you know, turned up late and was forced to wrestle all the fit players. Um, imagine if the poor lad had been asked to go and wrestle uh, all the fit players in another club, because <laughs> uh, that might have been a problem. Yeah. Um, yeah, they're not letting in 769 uh, points. So. <laughs> That's right. But, uh, I think they let him off lightly. <laughs> so, yeah, that's right. Yeah, that's, yeah, these blokes. Yeah, yeah, but anyway, I mean, yeah, they go through, sure. but just, just very quickly before the Bulldogs, I know, before I labour the point too much, um, we we talk about them and, and everyone talks about their recruitment, so on and so forth. Uh, next year, and the, the point I'm making, these, these aren't bad players. However, I don't think the addition of these players is going to make a huge difference. And I know we'll, we'll preview next year, but... Blake Taft's coming on board. Bronson Sherry, a bit of an unknown after being out of the game yeah. for a long time. Jamin Salmon, another former Panther. And obviously the uh, the big signing, Stephen Crichton, coming over. Um, great players. Probably the most dynamic and um, dangerous player there would be Stephen Crichton coming on board. But... Um, you know, one man can only do so much. I, I, I worry that whilst there's some, some good players coming on board, um, I, I'm not sure that any of those players are necessarily the missing piece of the puzzle, and I'll be very interesting to, interested to see how they all fit into that, that back line there because, as you said, um, Stephen Crichton, I feel, might have been signed with a, um, with a caveat there to be the, the fullback 
Uh, so, well, you know, given his success at centre, who knows? How many... You look at the names in the team that's already there, like... Yep. Otto Carr, Burton, yep. William Kickow, Reed Marnie. Like, these guys were great players. Like, totally agree. Totally agree. A number and, of them are premiership winners and not yeah. just, you know, making up the numbers. They were key parts. So Billy Army Kikau, this time last year, key. best second row in the competition. Yep. When he was Pat when Burton, he was out for the Panthers, it was a game changer. Teams were people yeah. t- punters were changing their tips when Kikau was out from Penrith. Was one of the centres of the year in the Dally M's two years ago. 2021 grand final was phenomenal. Big part of that. Shadow Car, best winger in the world. Like, yep. they put on a blue and white jersey and, and they're not the same player. No. Anyway, and, I, mean, and, I think we've probably talked enough about yeah. the Bulldogs, right? One, well, yeah, one positive, I think Jacob Preston coming out this year. Um, yep. Was the shining light. Yep. yep. I thought the um, winger, Wilson, all right, too. Yep. Anyway. Who you got next? Who's next on your list? Because we know the Bulldogs didn't finish second last okay. overall. Who do you think, Ryan? Who do you think? Unless we might play guesses. Uh, we go up the ladder. Well, I think the Dragons. You're right. Would, yeah, would be, the Dragons uh, there, were 15th on the ladder. Uh, very similar yeah. record to the Bulldogs. Uh, they only got eight points, two wins, nine losses, two buys. Minus 132. I gave them a D. Um, even though they only got the same points as the Bulldogs, they were competitive in yeah. most games. Um, they didn't win a lot of games, but uh, I was a bit disappointed with them the other night. I thought they'd uh, have enough to, to, to beat a, a weakened Knights team, but mm. they, they weren't in the game. Yeah, um, but before that, hmm. you know, they were they were pushing good sides. Um, I think the the current or you know the interim coach Ryan Carr did a good job. I think he did a better job than uh, than the guy he replaced. Agreed. Um, but yeah, at the, the end of the day, they they still couldn't win games. Um, they only won two in the second half of the year. Yeah. Um, South yeah, the Tigers, I, I think, for the team yeah. to beat. I think yeah. it was a week in South, wasn't it? <laughs> I think it was. I think it was. <laughs> yeah, but, you know. Um, <laughs> yeah, but it's it been pretty weak. Like, <laughs> it does. I think it, yeah, but they had you're, their you're right. Stars yes. yes, yes, so, yes, it is. Yeah. You know, if you factor that in, I'm almost, True, yeah. almost giving an E. But I, I think they were competitive. That's why I haven't got them yeah. as an E. Uh, what are your thoughts on the Dragons back end of the year, Graham? I'm, I'm with you. The Dragons are one of those teams where, whilst they weren't winning, I, I think you summed it up. They were the type of team where you'd watch the game and you go, oh, they might be a shot here, but you weren't confident enough to tip them. Um, even going back to, yeah, like I said, they, they'll have 10-point or 12-point losses against top eight teams. Um I think a few weeks ago they lost by 10 to the Storm down in Wollongong. Um, and that was a game where a lot of people were... It was a big game for the Storm. The Storm were trying to turn things around. They went to Auckland, lost by a couple of tries. 
I think they lost by a couple of tries to, to South and Parramatta, uh, one try to Manly. So I think... The power game, what, they had some bad calls as well from them. That, that is true, yeah, and they only went yeah. down by one try. I think what we're seeing here in the difference with Parramatta was they weren't getting worse, even though they weren't winning games. They had a really poor start to the year. And you can see some positive signs through that end of the year, whereas other teams that we've talked about so far in this um, this review, uh, they they were getting worse and fell off and almost gave up, whereas you saw a bit of spark in the Dragons. I think that's the main difference between them and the sides we've previously talked about. Yeah, okay. Um, <coughs> up to, is it 14th? Yeah, 14th, yeah. 14th. What do you think? I think South Sydney will be coming up soon. Not yet. Not quite. We've got the Not Titans yet. on. Dolphins, possibly? Dolphins, Dolphins yeah. Dolphins, Dolphins. Yeah. So they had, again, this... Uh, it was common for these uh, sides to have eight points. Uh, they were one of them. Two wins, nine losses, uh, two buys. Now... One of those wins was over the weekend against the Warriors side who rested uh, stars. I'm not sure who they beat other than that in that. But they really fell off. I mean, a great start to the year. There was Um, a win against the Titans in there, I think, which was only a very narrow one. I think they got the... Do you remember that game where they got the penalty right at the end? Yeah, that's right. Remember Grant blew that penalty? Yeah, yeah. And... So was that they one were the... off start, charged out of the line for the field Ooh. goal. So Titans fans would argue that they were lucky to get that one, and uh, Warriors fans will say, "Well, hang on. Last week we were down on troops, so yeah, yeah." But they did win two games, but they really, I think, they performed as we expected the Dolphins would in the second half of the year. Whereas at one stage they might be in the top four early on. Yes. Um, but they were, they were minus one hundred and four. Um, I'll give them a D. It was was you know obviously uh, not great in the wins column. Um, they did cop a few uh, hide-ins, but not too many. Look, for mine, I always thought they had a limited uh, a roster. Uh, they will be better next year roster-wise, um, but I think overall, with nine wins. Um, but the start of the season, yeah, yeah. I, I didn't think they'd get four wins. Oh, I yeah, thought they'd I be the Spooners. Yeah, and they actually on the uh, on the real ladder overall, they they skip the Titans on a on a slightly better for and against, um, which is yeah. disappointing for the Titans. But thirteenth um, overall. Yeah, so thirteenth overall, they'll be disappointed with that because they genuinely believed that they were show for the eight. And, and and you would have had to say early in the year, well, they spent a long time in the top eight. You know, I think they cracked the top four at one stage. But um, second half of the year, with the depth that they had, the lack of, did make it tough. That was the issue, I think. I think once their depth started to get tested, it was very difficult. Um, you know, if you track throughout the year a player like, say, Cody Nicarima and the different positions he played and where he filled in it just showed that they didn't necessarily have that that depth when they had injuries or suspensions and even in that second half of the year they 
They weren't disgraced by the top teams. Um, I know there were a few nasty losses there from the, the Seagulls and the Eels, but uh, 24-16 loss to the Broncos. Um, they lost by one point to the Bulldogs. I remember that one, that game they took to Bundaberg. The game in Perth against the Knights only went down by two. They lost by one to the Tigers. So there were a lot of games there which were, were quite narrow losses for the Dolphins. And I'm yep. not saying, you know, if they won that. But you, you know what I mean. It's it very different to some of the sides we talked about earlier who are, you know, getting getting belted week in, week out. So I think it's been a successful season for the Dolphins. Yeah. Um, I think there was a key... Sorry. I, I, I When you were talking there, I just rem- reminded me of one of the reasons they they sort of went downhill was the loss of Tom Gilbert. Yeah, he's a really good player, and um, yeah, he's their I think their best player, and and they just weren't the same without Gilbert there. He who got injured in uh, I think it was the Adelaide uh, game for Origin. Um, yeah, like I think probably the Hammer will win their Player of the Year. He was outstanding, but I think Gilbert was was the guy who most impressed me early in the year. Yeah, definitely. And and you look at it throughout the season, he played 11 games. So mm. taking that into um, into account, um, you know, someone who tackles at 90%, it's, it, they're always going to be very, very useful for your team. So I'd, I know Dolphins fans might go, oh, you know, come on, we want to do more. We started out well, but... I think overall a nine and fifteen record for the Dolphins and a thirteenth place finish. Um, they're not in the bottom four. Yeah, um, exactly. I, I think that's a positive result for them. Yep. Um. <coughs> all right. Who have you got next for us? Well, we're up to uh, is it thirteenth? Yeah, it'll be thirteenth. It'll be the Titans. Titans, ten point. Um, in the second half of the year. Uh, four wins, eight losses, and one bye. Minus 77. Now, uh, you never know with the Titans. Like, I see them as as a top eight roster. Yep. Um, they've got guys like David Fafita, Tino Fasu of Malawi, uh, Jaden Campbell, AJ Brimson. Um, you've got Kelly, you've got Cam Pereira, Sami, uh, Mo Fotowaker, I didn't mention. Um, Kieran Foran has had a really good year, highlighted by the three tries that he scored on the weekend. He's. Um, He's been fantastic for them. And I think he's really played a big role in uh, the resurgence um, and the consistency of David Fafita. Uh, but unfortunately, um, they couldn't turn the talent into to wins on the field enough. Uh, I give them a D. Uh Winning uh, only half as many games as you lose, that's that's simply not good enough. So I gave him a D. Uh, we did 
see some, you know, obviously some 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 good wins within <laughs> games. We saw some brilliant play from them, but their Achilles heel really uh, was their defense. Uh, yeah. They were they, they just they, they score some brilliant tries and get out to some leads, and uh, I guess more so in the first half of the year when they gave up some big leads, but. Yeah, the defense has to improve, and I think under Des Hasler next year, I do believe it yeah, will. Yeah, that's true. Yeah, um, he's, a... he's got a he's got a very talented squad. Um, a lot of young talent. You know, they've got hardheads there in the forward pack. Uh, they really should be making the eight. I think uh, if if Des can can turn potential into performance. They are one of the best eight teams in the competition, talent-wise, uh, but it's got to happen on the field, Graham. Yeah, and they've got... They've wrapped up some talent long-term. I mean, we've talked about the, yep. the Tino um, contract. They've also got players like, you know, Sammy, Verrills. Wow, Verrills, um, I didn't mention him before. Yeah, he's talented. Yeah. Unfortunately, he missed a lot of games due to injury. But he signed up through to the end of 26 as to, you know, you like J.D. Campbell, Fafita, Kelly. I mean, we, I mean, Cam Pereira, one of our favourites. I mean, A.J. Brimson, he scored a try on the weekend, and I was just like, well, gosh, he's good. Like, he is just one of the... He's a gun. Brimson's he is a, a gun. Absolute gun. He is one of the best players. I mean, he would be... If he was at a different club, I know we say this about certain players, but if he was at one of those top clubs that gets a lot of coverage, he'd be he'd be the poster boy of rugby league. He'd be on all the ads at the start of the year showing the highlights of the tries. He's just, he's that good. And, um, yeah, they're sort of one of those teams that's um, got a lot of talent and a, that, a lot of players that are, you know, potential human highlight reels, but it just doesn't come together as a team. And I'm really excited to see what Des Hasler can do because I'm the same as you. I think um, I, I think a D is, is fair. I know some people might want to argue and say, yeah, maybe a C. But, uh, yeah, I, I think I think based on where they're at, um, a, a D is appropriate. Okay. Which moves us on to Who's the next. next? I think 12th we're up to. I'm feeling like, are we at South Sydney yet? We are there. Can I just, this is, it's, it's almost as though it's it's karma. Um, it's it's fate off the interchange bench just in time. Oh. Shano. Here he comes. <laughs> who'd, who'd have thought? Wait till Here he, he realises what he's walked into. Shane, yes. how are you, mate? How are now, we? Just to give you an update. Hello, everyone. Oh, Hello, Shano. Shano. Now, oh, wow, what's going on, boys? Perfect just off timing. the interchange bench. Now, Griffo, what number are we working based on? So what Griffo's done, Shano, he's got the uh, yeah. the the semester two reports. He's done the ladder for the second half of the year, where teams right. would finish if it was just second half of the year. We're working our way backwards through. We're up to team 13. Is that correct, Griffo? Yes, I think so. Mm. Team Oh, no, no, 12. 12, 12, 12, sorry. So 12th. So in the second half of the year, the 12th best team. Um, one guess. Do you need two? Who are we talking about, Shay? 
What, South Sydney Rabbitohs? We are about to talk about there South Sydney. Are. What have you got for Fuck, us, Pippo? Here we go. <laughs> Get a cup of tea, listeners. Oh, Griffo, what have you got for us? Give us the idea. Right. All right. Now, this is interesting. Oh. Uh, they scored 12 competition points. However, this is their record. Three wins, seven losses, three buys. So they got as many points from buys in the second half of the year as they did from wins. Um, so they were minus 46 on the differential. Uh, they actually had less wins than the Titans had, who were ranked below them. Um, but so they had all those buys. So um, it really underlines how they fell away. Three wins, seven losses in the second so this half is of the year. Round 14 so or round 15, 15, 15, round 15 to 27. To 27. Um, I'll just let you know that uh, after round 14, uh, they were on 18 points and they were third on the ladder. Now, it's been highly publicized that uh, after round 11, uh, they were at the top of the ladder. Um, But, uh, yeah, they went into some sort of free fall, I guess you could say, uh, in the second half of the year. A few reasons, but aside of this quality, um, yeah, it's a D. It's yep. a D. Only three wins um, from from the ten games that they did actually play. Now, I won't say any more. We'll hand it up <laughs> to, to Shano for his <laughs> thoughts on the second. South Sydney. Very field. kind that you gave him a D. Um. I thought the back end of their, to use the teaching term, and I thought the back end of their uh, their results, they're on life skills. <laughs> they are in trouble. I have not seen anything so poor from from any club. Like I'm not. Yeah, we can talk about clubs that we put the boot into. You know, I remember back in the day where, you know, you, you know, there's the Tigers and the Titans. There's plenty of clubs that we've put the boot into that have not remotely done what South Sydney have done. It's, it's horrendous. And we look at, you know, the mystique of South Sydney, the pride of the league. Can you tell me? Listeners, where the pride sat this year, I think we've got to a point where it's 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 come to a head, where all of a sudden, um, mediocre performances at times, coupled with finishing one before the grand final, um has I think come to a head to the point where this is this is horrendous. Um for one one reason and one reason only, what's the way out for South Sydney? Um a D is I think generous 
considering what they've done. Um, they've wagged many classes and haven't shown up for the exam. <coughs> That's our Sydney. Um, you know, I mentioned a minute ago that they should be on life skills. That's about where they're at. Um, it's they they there's there's people in key positions they shouldn't be in. There's significant issues with certain players who just have not stepped up. I I don't know what. I don't know what to what to make of them other than this has been a significant error of judgment. This has been they've missed the brief. Um, they've turned up and played. They won three. Um, in many in many of their games, they'd get their task handed back as a non-attempt. I I think this is just a piss take from a group of players who need to do better, from a club that needs to do better. That's that's the way I feel right now. You know, we're we're now hearing, oh we'll put we'll put Latrell Mitchell into a center. That'll fix us. Well where's your halfback, you idiots? He's in the dogs next year. It's a joke. The whole club has capitulated around the fact that that they, that, that no one knows what they're doing. I I I just yeah. It's can I can I ask you a question? Because the last two years, sure. like I think last year's. No. Last year's record was inflated by the fact that they had two good wins in the finals. That they, they came seventh, and it wasn't a great. They, year. Do you know what, Graham? Yeah. I, I agree with you. They actually they were actually peaking at that time of the year. Ooh. They were coming good. What do you think? So let's let's take it. And the year before, they, they were wouldn't they were grand this finals. Cl- this team this year so would not beat anyone in that time. My, my question is: Well, they've shown that over mm. the past ten weeks. My question is, what do you think is a bigger factor? And I don't want to keep harping on the point, but the things that have changed mainly since the 2021 Grand Final is Jason Demetrio taking over as coach, who Mm -hmm. I'll remind the listeners has a 55% win record at South Sydney with the the squad Mm -hmm. we've had over the past two years, Mm -hmm. or the departure of Adam Reynolds, or let's go a third one, which ties into the coach one, the departure of Wayne Bennett. Um, I, I just want to th- see your impact. I mean, would a Wayne uh, Bennett Graham, coach South Sydney not, without Reynolds be obvious. successful? Would is it is it just basically yeah. that no, Adam Reynolds going? No, I think Adam Reynolds is the biggest one. Um, Lachlan Ilias. Oh, okay, can I can I talk about a coach who I really rate? And a coach I really rate is 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 um, Trent Robinson. Oh, okay. First thing to say it, I rate him highly. There's another coach I really rate, and that's uh, Ivan Cleary. And that's before he went to Penrith. I thought he should have won a premiership at the Warriors back in the day. It was unlucky not to. Anyway, the two coaches, I'm going to say this. 
the two coaches have made significant they made significant decisions about their halves to get their team to be better. So when we look at uh, Trent Robinson, Sam Walker taught has, has in the last two weeks been phenomenal. In other words, go back, learn your craft again. <coughs> if you've gone away from what you know, learn your craft again, okay? Ivan Cleary, when he was at the Warriors, really ch- chopped and changed things around a guy called James Maloney. No, because he was average. He was an average rugby league player. Look what he did. Because he saw his potential and said, you know what, this guy will springboard any club. And in the end, he left the Warriors and went to the Roosters. Um, He also said this about his son. I will not promote my son currently. He needs to learn his craft. He, I don't care what anyone says at Penrith. If Penrith were full of shit when he went. He he got he left because he wasn't going to promote his son, and rightly so, by the way. It had nothing to do with anything else. He leaves, right? Things are done. We can promote Cleary. Cleary wasn't ready. There were there were games where he was, you know, out of his depth, and and you know that's okay because look at who he is now. The thing was, he understood the detriment that it could bring to it. To, to you know, let's face it, he had a vested interest because it's his son. If I wouldn't put my child in any harm, neither would he. To to fix that, they binned him, and said it was mental health, and went to the Tigers for five weeks, right? And he came back, which I think was a poor which I think was pretty poor, but it doesn't matter. I think at some stage when Lachlan Ilias got dropped, they needed to really say to themselves, I don't think that this guy is what we need moving forward. Strong coaches make these decisions. That's my point. If I fast forward to today and look at and look at Nathan Cleary, who is clearly one of the best halfbacks in our game. Sam Walker, who has to be one of the most resilient halfbacks in our game currently, and and who is playing some very good football. If South Sydney had either of those players, we wouldn't be talking about them in the mode we're talking about them. The thing I'm trying to say is this. South Sydney let Reynolds go, and I could understand the reasoning behind it. I, I, I said last week, even if Reynolds had stayed, I don't think it would have improved anything. I think it's a deeper-seated problem with South Sydney and their, and their sports psychology. Um, there's a lot of proof to that. The thing is, this kid, this poor kid, was thrusted into the limelight without an apprenticeship. His apprenticeship was meant to be two years under, two extra years under um, Reynolds and then take over. He's been thrusted into the limelight. And to be honest with you, Dimitri are now understanding his job's on the line. 
all of a sudden he's prepping the world for a Latrell Mitchell center, a um, Jack Whiten in the halves, and God knows who's in fullback. I, I, that's, I, I, yeah, AJ that's, might find himself there. What was that? I said, well, I hope not. AJ I hope might not. find himself there. Yeah, he or played a young well fella. I just hope not. He's, but you know, but the, it, it's almost I, I, like you know, you're, you're shuffling the deck chairs on the. The point on club. No, but you're, you're shuffling, you're no shuffling point. the deck chairs on the Titanic. But what I'm saying with Lachlan Elias because there's, there's been a lot made of Lachlan Elias, and he's going to wear a lot of the brunt of this for this Graham, season. Last week, last week, but to get your game, to get you, to get your team to the finals, this is what you do. Hmm. You, you play to and fro, so you played the game of chess. <coughs> You pin, you pin the Roosters so that Walker kicks on the 30. He does a really good kick, phenomenal kick. South Sydney get the ball back to that 30. So now you're looking at an attacking set and you kick it to the guy so he catches it on the foot. 20-meter restart, penalty try. Parramatta, two kicks out in the full try. South Sydney, I'll run the statistics for you if you want. South Sydney have conceded tries majority of the times on the back of kicking fuck ups. That's the reason why they were at yeah. their act. The so the guy needs to stop kicking. You're a halfback. If you've got to stop kicking, you've lost your job. He, he, but that, but that's the thing. He had a game. He had a game where he didn't kick a ball, and he got and he got um, criticised for that. How many? We've, we've, we've spent a long. Untenable. We've spent a long time here establishing the fact not only on this podcast. I mean, South Sydney legends like Craigfield have had their say about Lachlan Ilias. Let's look at the the solution and the alternatives. Is this a case where New South Wales Cup Player of the Year Dean Hawkins should have been given more opportunity this year? Is that Lachlan the long and short of it? it? That's the problem. No, no, no. But if you're Lachlan saying Lachlan Ilias isn't good it. enough, the other option is Dean Hawkins. Should Dean Hawkins have been given more of an opportunity this year? Graham, there's no... Look. Or are we saying South Sydney don't have a halfback in their no, current they do. squad? There's a reason why they signed Jack White. No, 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 no. I'm Sydney. talking about this year. Did oh, South Sydney have... They had no so choice. South Sydney did They're not nothing. have a halfback... No, they could they take didn't. him to the eight this year. They did. And they as you said, Lockheed Lewis was one. thrust into that. So yeah. this is this isn't a recruitment issue. Sales don't have a halfback. They haven't had one for the last two years. That's what we're saying here. It's a yeah, recruitment but the issue. Is the guy before that couldn't get him into a grand final either. Reynolds. Reynolds got him there. Once. Okay, twice. Uh, he won a grand three. final at halfback, and we True. were an intercept, as you said, away from winning another one. True. So on True. and so forth. I think Bennett was a the big biggest factor. problem with Reynolds. Is, the biggest problem with Reynolds was, mate, he, he might not be finished was, winning grand finals. The biggest problem with Reynolds was, and to be fair to Reynolds, I'm not going to have a great crack at him here. I reckon that two or three times he was the halfback when we were in the. Cook had the worst game of his career. That that Canberra game, he was right. <clears throat> and this is the other problem. 
how many times have you looked at people like Damien Cook, who makes a thousand tackles a game, but in attack is now ineffective? Like South Sydney have larger systemic issues than where to play players. Their rotation is buggered. They're unfit. I don't care what anyone says. I've said it from day one. So Lachlan Elias isn't the scapegoat then? It's not a Lachlan Elias issue. It's a South Sydney issue. I I think his position at the half is untenable now. So if we look at the, the their current playing roster and their recruitment, they've put a lot of eggs in the Lachlan Elias basket. He's signed through to 2025. Um, not on huge money, though, is he, Graham? No, he's not on big money. The, so the, the, most the other important... factor we've got to put into it, too, is the, the Adam Reynolds money went into keeping the likes of Cook, Walker, and Luttrell. Um, yeah. Are we getting the well, feeling here that Jack White and Cody Walker could very well... He will be. be. A crack he half? must be. And the other thing is, right, because <laughs> like, Hawkins is off contract. Hawkins doesn't have a club next year. No. South Junior. South one. Right. great man. player of the year. Don't know what that's worth to you. Most the clubs are paying their half back eight hundred plus. Yeah. The Rabbit Souls are paying their half back. What I heard was three hundred. Three. Yeah, that's what um, I mm. that's the most important position on the field. And agreed, Griff. You, you're we, not you haven't got a you're not, he's not a bad part. player, but he's so far, he's he's not shown himself to be uh, a player that's well. When you said he couldn't get him to the eight, that that's how it's turned out this year. But it's hundred um, percent how it's turned out. But they they've wrapped their money up maybe in places where they shouldn't have. Oh, yep, that's we, not Ilias's fault. No, one hundred percent, it's not. I. He's but been throwing nothing in quality halfback. South Sydney had, South Sydney had, and may still have had, the best kicking half in the game. Now, South Sydney, in his tenure, made two grand finals, won one, lost one. Yep. I think that at times, the Ford pack and Hooker didn't help his cause. Had... I think also behind the scenes, South Sydney is a fragile club that doesn't have the support structures of some of these other clubs. I don't know why, because they've got the coin. I look at Adam Reynolds and I see what Adam Reynolds now is doing at at the Broncos. Kevy's not no, he's, he's, he's a good coach, I'm sure of it. I look at what Adam Reynolds is doing at the Broncos and I go, what did you need to do that at South? Take a club that shouldn't be there to get there. South Sydney should have been in South Sydney should have been in the top two every year he was at the halfback. You've got to remember there were two years they didn't make the eight. Yeah, but you can also you can also argue yeah, but if you're going like that, you could also argue and say that, you know, with the, no, the key English thing is, Graham, what did you final. need? Sam Burgess only what made one you, grand final. What, what did you need? What did you need? 
they needed a good coach, and they got one in Wayne Bennett, and he got them to a grand final. And I think right. the issue here is coaching, to be honest. Okay, so if the issue is the coaching, yep. then 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 why are we talking about players being the coach? Happy to. Do you honestly think another coach would have got this team through? I think if Wayne Bennett coaches them this year, they make the top eight. I, I think if Wayne Bennett coaches them this year, he bins Lachlan Ilias. That's my problem. Yeah, but that's it. That's, that's, they're the decisions yeah, you know what I'm saying? Like it's, making. It's, yeah, anyway, we're laboring the point. Fucking club. Anyway, they were shit. Point. Move on. <laughs> D. Okay. At best. I, yeah. uh, I don't know what position. I think we're up to uh, 11. Uh, any thoughts on who came eleven in the, in the second half of the year? I don't know. One spot above the rabbitals on the oh, second half of the year ladder. What at Parra yet, or are we in manly territory? Any thoughts, Shane? Eleventh. Oh, second half of the year. Uh... Second half of the year ranked eleventh. Oh, you would have, you know, you would have, you would have done people. I'll go para. Jano? We've already yeah. had, sorry, no fairness, Shane. We've already had. Okay. Dragons, These are the ones Bulldogs, we've had. Titans, 17 West Tigers, 16 Bulldogs, <coughs> 15 Dragons, 14 Dolphins, 13 Titans, 12 Rabbitohs. Now we're up to 11th. Yeah. Uh, Manly. Both wrong. Canberra Raiders. Wow. Wow. And they're playing Number this Raiders, week. 14 points in the second half of the year. Five wins, six losses, and they had two buys, and they were minus 88 Ooh. for and against. Uh, I had them uh, a C. Uh, they almost won as many games as they lost. But uh, uh, it just shows you that, that they were on the slide. They've been on the slide for a while. Um, but they still managed somehow to uh, to make it into the top eight. Um, they they cop some hammerings generally when they come up against a good side. They had a lot of narrow wins. Um, they could only they had two games, uh, and I don't know if it was the second half of the year, but they seemed to play all the bottom sides twice: uh, the Tigers, the Dragons, the Bulldogs. Um, you know, not the high quality teams. Uh, they only played most of them once. It's. I think it's a, a joke that they're in the top eight. But well, you know, your analysis there. might actually highlight the you know, the effect of Sebastian Chris's um, suspension and 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 where they're at in the eight. Like, yeah, that's 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 interesting. Yeah, it is interesting. And we talked about this before the ball was kicked off. And we said that there were a couple of teams, named, we named the Raiders, we, particularly the Sharks, who had a you know a, an easier draw. And you look at the Rabbitohs, we've talked about them a lot, and the Parrot Eels. Uh, these teams were playing top sides twice. All the top teams, they played twice. And, it, and it's, it's an unfair draw. Yeah, it always has been. When you you know you got the Raiders who make the eight, um, because they played the crap teams twice, and uh, mm -hmm. I mean it is what it is. But they're there. Um, There's a part of me that says 
South Sydney beat the 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 Dragons and the Dogs. They make it too. So they probably they won so the games they, they need to win. Games when they had Origin players out. Yeah, this is another mm-hmm. thing about the draw. Was about it's not fair. You can't take your best players out and expect to win. Yeah, but still. Now, yes, South had a a poor year, but you factor Mm -hmm. in the likes of, you know, they're playing the Storm twice, the the Broncos twice, the Panthers twice, the Roosters twice. Well, the Raiders don't, I don't, maybe they played the Broncos twice, but they don't come up against the top sides twice. Mm. They get in the eight. Um, at the expense of teams that I've got no doubt are better. The Rabbitohs, the Eels, the Cowboys are a better team than the Canberra Raiders. Yeah. But the table doesn't say that. And and I I think that really highlights this inequity mm. that we I've have. I've got to see with you, they, Griff. I've got to see with you. Yeah, they've only beaten teams that are at the bottom, really. When they've come up against teams that are well entrenched in the eight, they've struggled. They had a good win up in Brisbane against the Broncos early in the year, not in the second half. And and I don't think they've beaten too many other good sides. April. Since then, um, you know, and then they come up against, they beat South Origin Week. They, you know, lost to the Warriors, as you would expect. They they lost, I think they lost to the Warriors twice. You had the Knights there. Um, I think the real... I opened a shame and what, what showed people where the mm. Raiders were at compared to the other top teams was that game about three weeks ago where the Storm lapped them 48-2. to two. Yeah. Yeah, I, I I got them as a C. Um, yeah, I got them as a C. They're, they've done what they needed to do. They're in the eight, but in 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 in, in all things, really... Yeah, I think. Yeah, I mean, I think they're they're, they're, they're really cannon fodder, and yeah, probably gonna go. They're going to get beaten by a better team this week, and Ricky Stewart will find something stupid to say afterwards. Yeah. To history book says that they made the eight two years yep. in a row, and and Ricky Stewart will blame the referees, the weather, the the witches of you know Salem, whoever this week he wants to blame for the loss. But I think it's going to be. Uh, the Raiders' inability to to beat top teams because they've had a a fairly good run this year. So, yeah, very interesting. Um, considering they're in the eight, that they're um, they're this far down in the semester two standings. Mm. Okay, mm. Uh, I think we're up to tenth now. Yep. Who you got, Shane? Oh, who's left? I, I I've been I've been remiss. I... Okay, so we've had West Tigers, Bulldogs, Dragons, Dolphins, Titans, Rabbitohs, Raiders. Oh, Manly. Graham? Um, if it's not Manly... Uh, yeah, I'm thinking we're getting oh. to Manly... Yep, oh, you're right, possibly, boys. Yeah, you're Manly right. Territory. Because I so think the Eagles have had a couple of extra wins. So I think Manly... I think right, Parra so might be Seagulls. the next one. This is their second half of the year. 14 points. Six wins, six losses, one by, plus 24, and I'm giving them a C. That's very much C territory. They wow. won as many as they yeah, lost. That's... They did have a positive differential. <coughs> they had some bad losses, but equally, um, 
they uh, they were able to pump some of the slag. Ah, they had a big almost, win the other night. That's better than I thought, Griff. Uh, yeah. Well, first half of the year, there were five wins, one draw, six mm. losses. Yeah, yeah. So it's uh, yeah. I think I think the problem, their problem is they're hinging they're hinging everything. You know, we we, we ran to the Bears house a minute ago about certain players. They're hinging everything on Trebovich, and um, when 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 he becomes unavailable, and certain other players, you know, just just through fatigue and injury become unavailable. They they do struggle. I I thought I thought there's a time I thought there was a time probably five weeks ago where Manly was hitting some continuity where they're playing some good football where you thought well I'm going to watch Manly play because they're gonna they're gonna they're gonna be in it and sometimes they were sometimes they weren't I think sees where it's at I, I agree with you um, I I think they I think what they did this year which which is really cool. They looked to some long-term juniors to step up and play some play some football. And I've got to be honest, they didn't fail. They actually did all right. So if you're a Manly fan, you're sort of looking at the future going, well, if we can hold on to some of these guys and, and they can get some extra minutes, we're going to go okay. We, we, we're going to, we're going to play some good football. Um, my key thing is here for Manly. When I look at who, when I look at probably the the people we're going to talk about, South Sydney Para missing the eight, and I look at who they've bought. I look at who they've got in the wings. I look at the way things can change, how their team can look different to maybe win a game. I just don't know how Manly's <coughs> look different. That's my problem with Manly. They're a C for this year, but geez, I don't know moving forward what they can do. You made a great point, Shane, considering that you came in late. We were actually talking at the top of the show about some of the young talent that's at Manly, um, specifically, mm. you know, Collar at fullback. Yeah. And yeah, like he's signed I up. I don't know if term. it's ready yet. That's my problem. I. How much of this do you reckon, Griffo? We talked about the start of the year. I think it was Manly and Brisbane were the two teams we highlighted as having a tough draw. Because I'm kind of looking back through their games and going, oh, geez, where could they have... Because they were... Oh, technically, with that draw, they were two wins out of the eight, I suppose you'd say. Two more wins. I feel like they had a really tough draw. How much of what Manly did this year was a good team that could put on points having to play other quality opposition more weeks... Than not, do you know what I mean? Yeah, I, I, look, they again they had their injury problems, principally Turbo, um, but they had other injuries. I, I think, I think they're in in a good position for next year. Um, with Brooks coming in, um, yep. he'll play six outside. Ch- Cherry Evans has been fantastic this year. I would go with Kohler at one, put Turbo into the centres. Um, whether it's uh, with Brad Parker or whoever, then you've got Garrick on one wing, you've got Saab on the other. 
Tommy oh. Talau's a good depth signing too. Well, he's coming over. So Tommy Talau, at his best, is very good, but he's an inconsistent player. Um, Jackson Polo going there as well. Yeah, but uh, yeah. for mine, he doesn't make the the side. No, they're oh. depth signings for me, but yeah. But if you've got, I mean, you've got immense pace in that backline with with Kohler and Saab. Um, if Tommy can come back, as I said, I I, I think he's maybe put him in the centres, um, just to reduce the risk of of injury. Um, the the fact also that he's a very good defender, which they've had problems in defence out wide. Uh, I think they can be good next year, but I'm not certain, mm. and that's the thing with Manly. Um, a big potential big is there. Mm. Potential. Got a bit like the con- Gold Coast Titans. Yeah, big concern in regards to their recruitment. I'm just looking here at their contract status going forward, and I haven't seen any news. I don't know if you can update me, but Gordon Chen uh, Kampong, from what I understand, is uncontracted for next year. Well, that will change. Hopefully. Surely. Yep. Um, yep. But yeah, like... Yeah, I, I mean, I keep forgetting that Brooks is going there. I mean, that that's also a long-term contract. They got him for four, for four years. I think it's. I think he's going to be good for him. He doesn't have to worry about running the team. He's just got to worry about his running game. Yeah, Cherry Evans will run the team. Yeah, Brooks is at his absolute best when he's running the football. And hopefully, think... he can work with Schuster to get him. Where they want him to yeah. be. Obviously, they've talked about his fitness and so on and so forth. He's because they've, they've signed Schuster long term, so they obviously see some potential there for Josh Schuster. Yeah. He's just not quite there yet. And look, if, some, if it clicks, they're, they're a potential top four team. Yeah. I don't think they'll make the top four, but again, they've got the squad to make the eight, yeah. which most teams have, to be fair. But um, and there's only eight spots. Um, but as far as second half of the year goes, yeah, they're a, they're a very much a clear cut C with six wins, six losses. All right. Um, the next team. Now, I've been guessing along the way. I've said para a few times. Um, so we're up to ninth, I think. Yeah, I feel like we're getting into possibly Parramatta territory, if not Parramatta, I'm actually thinking it could have even been the Cowboys. I'll go Cowboys Shane. next. Shane. Well, Shane's just uh, he's left us just temporarily. Just left out. Okay. I'm, I'm thinking... Well, unfortunately, Graham, uh, on both counts, you're wrong. Oh, neither it of is, is the it? Sydney Roosters. Wow, which is the interesting Sydney... because we feel as though they've come home in the second half of the year. Well, true. That's what Ooh. we feel. Yeah. Um, but this is this is the Roosters, Goodness. sixteen points. Now they had seven wins. Mm. Uh, they had five losses, so their win ratio is okay, and yep. they just had the one bye. But okay. minus forty-two. Hmm. Um, I've got them at a C. So. Uh, we know they've won their last five games. So before that, it was very ordinary. Would have been two, five, and one hmm. uh, with the bye there. Um, to their credit, they have come home with a wet sail and uh, against 
all the odds, really. We were talking, uh, <coughs> you know, five weeks ago, we were saying they're a mathematical chance. Yeah, yeah, true. Now, how, now many, how many teams that we talk about as a mathematical chance ever get That's, there? Yeah, we're not doing the math. That's a nice way of saying they can't make it. <laughs> yeah. yeah, yeah. So when you're a mathematical chance, you've got to rely on all the results. And um, the big result for them was uh, the Panthers wiping the floor with the Cowboys. Um, yes. Uh, so uh, as it turned out, um, they still would have made it if, uh, well, because the Raiders are below them because yeah. the Raiders lost. But, uh, but yeah, again, that was uh, beyond their control. So they did have other results go their way, but they made it. Um, I've got them as a C. We know that they were in uh, awful territory there for a while, come back and made the semis. 7-5 is, you know, it's not bad, really. Um, uh, what did you think of the second half of the year for the Roosters, Graham? It's interesting here too because I'm just looking back through the results, and as I said, it feels like they're building, and they're and I've already put in my tips to you for this week, and now I'm thinking, oh, geez, maybe I shouldn't have tipped the Roosters because I'm just looking back through their results, and you know they've beaten the Rabbitohs, Tigers, Eels, Dolphins, Manly, all teams that we've talked about already in this preview or this review, I should say. And I'm just trying to go back and go, when did they beat a team of note? Because when we go back to round 22, they lost to the Broncos. They've lost to the Storm. um, They lost to the Raiders. The last time I can find them beating a top eight side was round 16 against the Knights. And we know that there was a fair turnaround for the Knights after that. But just as I go through, I'm, I'm trying to find, I mean, there's a win against the Warriors in round nine. We're going back quite a long way now. Actually, um, can I? Sorry to interrupt. I made a mistake. They should be plus forty-two, plus forty-two for okay. the second half of the year, but not much. There are very few games they have won this year against teams that you'd say, "Oh, there's a big scalp." They've they've beaten the Warriors a couple of times, um, but I'm just looking here. Apart from the Warriors. And one win. So, here we go. Correct me if I'm wrong. They've beaten the Warriors twice and Newcastle once. Other than that, I can't find a time this year they beat another team within the eight. I know Penrith beat them twice. So, they played them early in the year. Penrith beat them twice. Yeah, and the Broncos have beaten them. Storm's beaten them a couple of times. All of their wins have been against teams that are struggling. And you look at those last five weeks where we've talked about them winning. They've beaten the Seagulls, Dolphins, Eels, Tigers, Rabbitohs. All teams that have not made the eight and and struggled in this back half. Perhaps, I don't know, is the Roosters' stock going into the finals a bit inflated? I don't know. No, what have I, you I thought think, of? I don't know. What do you guys think? I, I think that they're on the up because essentially they're getting close to having their best team on the park and they've built momentum. Yeah. Um, and that's worth a lot. That that momentum oh, is absolutely. worth a lot. Yeah. Um, apart from Maria Hargraves, um, they've, yeah. they've got most yeah. players on the park. Yeah. Now, 
we go I up to... Manu? Oh, he's listed, I think, this week. Is that Shane oh, back? Yeah. I yeah, heard Manu on. would be a late scratching regardless of the listing. Right. Yes, yeah, that's um, lost his space. He was named last week too. You're right, Shane. We're now up to the top eight in the second half of the year. Uh, who comes eighth? Para. Shane? Para. Para it is. So they had 16 points, six victories, five losses, and two buys. Uh, and they were minus 39. Um, I've given them a C. I mean, they've yeah. they just got their nose above the water there um, with six and five. Um, but, yeah, they, they obviously got pumped in a few games to be They had some diabolical... <coughs> They had some diabolical games in there where you just went, you don't even rep, yeah, you're not even playing remotely to where you should be. In the last 10 weeks when they, when they had opportunities to play against other teams that were top eight contenders, they didn't get the job done. That's what's cost them. They, they, they haven't been able to beat teams in the top eight. There have been a few teams that have come against like the Dolphins uh, the Titans, the Dragons in that run that yep. they've got the win against. But um, when it came to beating quality sides to show that you deserve to be in the top eight, um, they haven't done that in the second half of the year. I, I can't, they did beat the Panthers team. two weeks ago. Yeah, look, that's a bit of a... They always uh, beat It's a bit the of Panthers. a bogey side, true. but also, yeah, true. In the, in the competition the games, side. not in the finals. But, okay... Um, if Dylan Edwards plays that game, yeah. If, like, do you know what I mean? Like, we got. There, I wouldn't say that was. There, there were a lot of stars there. It wasn't a full strength Panthers team, and for whatever reason, um, the Panthers. I'm not gonna say the Panthers. I'll, I'll word it this way: the Panthers do exceptionally well when they're defending against teams that have the structured play. Um, there's just something about Paris' style that 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 suits playing Penrith, but it just didn't click for the other games. In Paris' defence, um, and as a as a team, but not individuals, they were for a long time out uh, without uh, RCG, Dylan Brown, Sevo on suspensions. Yeah. That injuries, so there's there's some reasons for their, you know, slightly underwhelming um, second half of the year. But it was better than their first half of the year, where they were six wins, seven losses. So um, they got. I gave them a C then as well. So uh, they'll be disappointed with their season overall, where they uh, were tenth uh, when they were the grand finalists last year yeah. but uh there, there've been some mitigating circumstances um but still disappointing uh ask any eels fan and, and and they're disappointed not making the eight cowboys right. next that's what you're saying for seventh shane yeah, yeah cowboys yeah, I like cowboys next you are wrong gentlemen Ooh. sharks Oh, 16 yeah. points, seven wins, five losses, one by 
plus 42 for me again that's a c um they they will again they would and graham would be able to confirm this but generally beating ordinary sides um struggled against the better teams on the rare occasions where they had to play good sides yeah um, we know that uh they have a charmed life with the draw but they had a really good run at yeah. the end of the year didn't they then yeah. when it came to who they played like you know with the bulldogs dragons tigers games against um you know south in there who were down titans yeah no yeah mm. yeah very interesting um, but yeah, so they're a C. Um, in the first half of the year, they were seven and five as well. But I gave them a B then, plus eighty. Um, anyway, they're there. Um, they've got a home semi, <coughs> and uh, we'll talk about that a bit later. But um, what did you think of the Sharks' second half of the year, Shane? Um. I thought it was a bit of a mixed bag. I thought at times they were highly disciplined, coupled in with with areas of lunacy, you know, like I think as a whole, this defensive unit that 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 um Fitzgibbon wanted to do probably hasn't come to fruition. But in saying that, I think that they when they show their best, it's actually quite good. They've got to show it away from from Shark Park. That's that's the key. I this team still seems like a fifty percent team to me. Now fifty percent teams are making the finals at the moment. That's a good thing for them. They've made it. I I, I think with Nico Hines. Full, if he can get a full year under his belt and, and you know, now back in the side, well, that's a different kettle of fish. It's, yeah, I, they're a bit of a conundrum to me because there's weeks where I look at them and go, oh, they'll be lucky to win and they fire. And there's other weeks when I go, well, they should put this team to the sword and they don't. So, yeah, I, I'm not, so, I'll give them a C. I'm not surprised I think you, what they're doing, but yeah. I think you made a good point about Nico Hines and just how this team's on a bit of a knife edge. Round 22, they got beaten 28-0 out of Penrith. And everyone was waiting for them just to to slot. Like, really, at that point, everyone was expecting them to slide. We were predicting after Absolutely. that that um, yep. they'd miss out on the eight and they keep yep. sliding down. I mean, the next week they came up against a disappointing South and they beat the Titans. They got to win over the Cowboys, who have been in some decent yeah. form as of late. But I, I think a bit of a wake-up call was that game against the Knights again, where they got dusted. And then last week, the Raiders didn't give them much opposition. This is why, later when we get to our preview, that I feel the Roosters can beat the Sharks, because, yes, last week they were without Nico Hines. I mean, if Nico Hines wasn't playing this week, I wouldn't give him any chance. But I... I feel as though they're just so inconsistent. They're, they're for me, the hokey pokey team. They're in, they're out. Ugh, they're, they're very hard to put your finger on, but it, it's it's only, what, a month ago that we thought, geez, this team may not make the finals. And when we saw them come up against a quality team out there in Penrith, it was very clear that they are not up to scratch. Um, they're not a premiership contender, 
at all, but they're in the eight and they're, they're still within a shot. So good luck to them. Yeah. Okay. Uh, what are we up to? Looks like one, two, three, four, five, sixth. Cowboys. <laughs> Shane? Surely. Surely. Cowboys. Had to come up, didn't they? And they Surely. have. <clears throat> so they scored 18 points in the second half of the year. Um, six wins, four losses, three buys. So, um, wow. Three buys. Uh, I, and they're plus 69, but I gave them a C. Um, I was thinking, am I, am I going to give them a B? And then I thought, well, six and four, it's not fantastic. And um, they got themselves, I'm sure they were in the eight at one stage there after an awful start to the year. Uh, the first half of the year, they were six and eight. Um, now they're six and four in the second half, but they fell away. Uh, and Graham, you mentioned the Sharks went up to mm. Townsville to beat them, and nobody really expected that. Um, and that essentially was almost the end of their season. And then, of course, uh, they finished off very meekly last uh, Saturday night when mm. they had control of their destiny. If they won that game, they were in the top eight and the performance was 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 poor. Um, so I couldn't give them a B. Shane? Nah, see. Same reasons. I, yeah. Yeah, it's, you know, they were where they were at. They did what they did. They finished where they were finished. I I, I agree. Great. Yeah, it's a tough one because I want to give them credit for the wins they got over. They had a big win over the Storm, which seems like a lifetime ago. Um, and then that win over Penrith, I'm pretty sure, was a depleted Penrith team. Oh, that was, yeah, that was, they, Penrith had about eight guys out. Yeah, and and so, you know, you can read into that what you want. Um, the, the interesting thing is that I was, I was really, I was thinking they were coming home strong. I thought they could make this, this top eight. And there is some talent there. And I think the first half of the season is what let them down, obviously, when you look at their ranking for this second half of the season. Um... And I actually, I, I didn't see the, the Panthers winning 44-12 last week. We talked about it. Um, there was a part of me that when it got to that game, I thought, oh, geez, let's keep an eye on the Cowboys. They're playing for a top eight spot here, so on and so forth. Um, but I, I think in all fairness, it showed that when they come up against the top quality side, that they were going to struggle there. Um, they weren't far off a B for mine, but... Um, yeah, it's it's as high as the sea can get, I think, with the yeah. with the Cowboys. There was just a couple of games there that you think like losing to the Titans in amongst that. Um, there was also the game <coughs> excuse me. Um when, you know, but you know, game against Brisbane, the game against the Sharks. Quality teams put them away. So 
yeah, you know, if you're if you're a quality team, you, you're snagging some of those those wins against the Panthers and Brisbane and the Sharks going into the final. So C is probably fair. All right, top five now, fifth spot. Warriors. Shane. Oh, he's ducked off. Must Go be on. getting a drink and going to Lou. All right. Um, unfortunately, Graham, not correct. Storm. Storm. Melbourne Storm. Storms. Uh, 20 points, nine wins, three losses, one bye, plus 169. So the Melbourne though, Storm uh, at, the, at the round 14, they were minus one. Um, but we can see that in the second half of the year, uh, they've put together some big wins. Um, and I gave them a B. Um, nine and three, that's that's a very, very good record. Excellent um, record. Yeah, but that was only the fifth best. Uh, so what we've seen in the second half of the year is a small number of teams have dominated the rest of the competition, um, both in terms of victories, but also, uh, as we'll see, when we look at the differentials, a massive difference with these uh, better sides or better performing sides in, in the second half of the year. Yeah. Um, what did you make of the Storm, Graham? I, I thought they were very good. I mean... I, t- I talked about that Cowboys win way back in round 14. I think that would have just snuck into the second half of the year as being one of those losses. The other losses were to Penrith and Newcastle, who we know have been in great form. I, I think the biggest thing for the Storm is, is just when you're, you're unsure about them, they'll bounce back. And I think they're that type of team when, when the NRL public are asking for a big performance, they go out and go... Yep, here you go. There was that loss against the Knights. They rocked up the next week and put 46 on the Eels. I remember that loss against the Panthers. People were questioning them. They went and wiped the Raiders off the park. Um, I don't want to read too much into last week's win. On paper, a win against the Broncos is a great result. Too many players out to read too much into that. Um, They're every chance this week but um, they'll, they'll need to be at their best. But we know the quality they've got. We talked about it earlier. I mean, we talked about their depth in the number one exclusively with Meany, Pappenhausen, Falongo. They've got a lot of talent. They're a production line, this this team. They're, they're built for success. They're, they're just... This, this franchise is designed to be successful year in, year out, and they've shown that again this year. Yeah. All right. Uh, top four now. Who's next, Graham? Um, Warriors. Not correct. Uh, in number four position, we've got the Newcastle Knights. Ah, oh, Newcastle. Yeah. Course, went, oh, yeah. sorry. I didn't realize Shane was back. No, no, oh, no, no, no. I've been so, nine wins. Nine yeah, wins. They, they, three been... losses and one by The same record as the Storm. However, uh, plus 201. Um, so yes. they were pumping 
I don't know if both Bulldogs games are in the second half of the year, but uh, they racked up more than it was yeah. against the Bulldogs. So a lot of they, they, they've got they've got some serious momentum. This team, yeah. Last time they lost was on the twenty fourth of June. Yeah, they've, that was they've against been the reserve grade phenomenal football. <laughs> Ask Christian Welsh. <laughs> Yeah. And in the, and isn't that funny? Like it's they played this Penrith side, and, and I remember reading some of the press. I I read a I don't know what paper it was from actually, uh, where where the coach basically said to the Newcastle Knights, "You got you you didn't get done by the team. You get done you got done by the name. You played down to the fact that you were playing Penrith, and you got done by the name. The players on the field you should have pumped." And you didn't. The name beat you. And since then, they have been outstanding. I, you know, it's 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 going to be very interesting to see what they can do for the rest of this uh, final series, because they've been playing some phenomenal football, and I think the the message is right. You know, like. You know, like most coaches could have said, oh, well, that's Penrith. You know, they're a good team. He he didn't. He said, no, you got beaten by the name. And the team you played, you should have pumped. So pump them next time. And I think that's the message that a club like Newcastle need. I, Yeah, I think they've been playing some very good football B. Yeah. Got to be Maybe. Great. Wait, you know, no, it's, it's, it's got to be a B. I'm I'm taking into account their opposition. Um, I'm just having a look here. Obviously, leading into that game where they beat the Knights sixty-six nil, um, they'd lost three on the trot, um, losing to the Panthers, Roosters, and Broncos, other top eight teams. I'm just going through that run where they've won. Is it nine in a row now? Um, yeah, I think it is. And I'm not. I don't want to burst any bubbles and that. Like obviously, there's a a combination of top top eight and bottom eight teams there. But the there are three games that they've won in that nine against top eight sides. Uh, one was against the Storm. Great effort. That is the other. Yeah. The other was against the Raiders, which we know. We, look, people know our opinions about the Raiders and where they sit in this. And the other one's the Sharks. Um, so, you know, some people are saying, oh, if you win, you know, nine in a row, you should get an A. There's there's a couple of games against the Bulldogs in there. There's games against the Tigers. South are out of form. They beat them. They beat the Dragons. I, I, I just think the Dolphins were in there too. I just think that there were a lot of teams that were out of form and in the bottom half of the eight in there, um, but definitely excellent result, phenomenal result. You got to beat who you can only beat who's in front of you, but uh, I think for me it, it's a B. The only thing stopping me from giving them well, an if it, if it had it been at rounds eighteen to twenty-seven, they're an A. But uh, mm. yeah, they did lose those three games at the beginning. So yeah, but look, it, phenomenal of it. Nice against three top eight okay. teams. Fourth. I yes. look at the teams that, that, that what they've done against the dogs. You gotta remember this side beat the dogs sixty six to nil. Yeah. Yeah. Um Okay. Number 
three. Three. Yeah, we're up two. I'm thinking Warriors. Shane. Oh, we lost Shane again. All right. Okay. Well, I'm sure he'll come back. He's he's <laughs> he's like a rubber ball tonight. He's, <laughs> he's bouncing all over the place. Yeah. He's right. changed player. He's in and out. You are correct, Graham. Uh, the yeah. Warriors. Interesting. 22 points. Nine wins. Two losses. Two buys. That's a now, great one of those record. losses was last weekend when they rested all the stars. Yeah, um, I've got them at an A. Yes. Um, I think they've been uh, outstanding and and consistent. Um, I I, uh, I think they got might have got pumped. Uh, was it the Rabbitohs? Was that the second half of the year? Yeah, the only loss in there, apart from the game they rested players, was a twenty-eight yeah. to six loss at home to the Rabbitohs. Okay, and they've won everything else. So mm -hmm. uh, they they have been consistent. Um, the plus one twelve obviously is is very good when you're talking about eleven games. Um, that oh sorry sorry yeah no they only played eleven games had two buys. Um, so that's sort of an average of of a ten point victory every time you you uh, you run around. That's that's pretty good. Um, they're an A. Uh, they've been really really good. Uh, Graham, would you agree or disagree on the A? I'm going again. Oh, it's hard because you can only beat who you play against, and I know we're 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 heading towards the top, and there's only two teams that have a better record than them. But I'm giving them a controversial B, and I'll tell you why. I'm looking back through, and this is this isn't the the Warriors' fault, and they're going to say, "What more could I do?" And that's a fair call, but. I'm, I'm trying to prove a point here about the draw. In that period that we are talking about, the second half of the year, the Raiders, sorry, they've, they've played the Raiders twice and beaten the Raiders twice. They're a top eight team, but yet again, you know what we feel about the Raiders. The only other top eight team that they've played in that period was the Sharks that they beat. So out of that whole period, the only teams that are playing this week in finals football that they've beaten are the Raiders and the Sharks. There's a bit of my concern for the Warriors. I really, I have major concerns when they have to come up against the top sides, which they haven't played. They haven't played a top four team. Gosh, last time they played a top four team. 27th of May, they lost to the Broncos. Um, 6th of May, they lost to the Panthers. Roosters beat them in April. Storm beat them back in round 8. The Knights have beaten them. You, you know what I'm basically saying here. I think the Warriors, whilst they've been winning and they can only beat the teams that are in front of them, I think they're also a beneficiary of the draw. That being said... Against any teams in the NRL, their record's phenomenal, but I'm really complacent about giving them an A grade considering the only two teams within the top eight that they've beaten this half of the season are the Raiders and the Sharks. Their call. Their call. All right. Second place. 
Who have you got? Bris- Brisbane? With Say that almost as a question. <laughs> you are correct. You are correct. Yeah, I was, I was so, just making, I wasn't sure. Yeah, Brisbane. All right. Uh, 22 points. Uh, eight wins, two losses, three buys, plus 125, Ooh. and I'm locking them in for an A as well. Yeah. Again, yeah. Uh, one of those losses right. was... Uh, uh, last weekend, rested players. I think they've been uh, very, very good in the second half of the year. Um, and for mine, they're an A. Graham, what do you think? I agree. They're an A. Um, for mine, they're a... Them and Penrith are the the two outliers. They're the only two A-grade teams uh, in the league for, for mine. I think they'll play the, the grand final against Penrith. Um Last week, I don't think we can count. There were too many players missing. In that run, you said there were two losses. Um, the other one was a real surprise. I think that was the one against the Titans a couple of months ago. Um, and I, f- I don't know why. I feel like that might have been... Were they rest- was that an origin-affected... Uh, uh, I don't think result? it was, actually. I think the Titans just showed up for the... For the um, for the rivalry. So, look. Other than that, that was a that was a blip on the map. Um, they're a quality team, and they've really been. Um, I think the. I don't want to say surprise packets, but they've been the real outstanding improvers. They're the they're the they're the achievers this year. I think the Brisbane Broncos. I think they're every chance to win this competition. They, I think Penrith. Should be hot favourites, but um, if anyone can beat them, I think if Penrith aren't going to win it, it's going to be Brisbane. That's that's a good way to put it, I think. But they they've been phenomenal. But uh, there's one team though that's been phenomenal for a few years, and I think it'll bring you a lot of delight to talk about the next team, Griffo. Yeah, um, the Panthers. Uh were the best side in the second half of the year um, in terms of statistically 22 points so it was the same amount of points as both Broncos and Warriors they had 10 wins, 2 losses and they had just the one bye hmm. they racked up plus 186 um, obviously I'm giving them an A oh, yeah, uh, of course they had the poor loss against uh, Para and I'm not certain if the other loss was the Cowboys game where it was Golden Point. I'm not it sure that been. might have been the first. Yeah, game. the Drinkwater like try up at Townsville. Yeah, that was round 16. Oh, 27, okay. So, 23. Right. That was so, the yeah, other loss. They, yeah. they had all. Well, they had a lot of players out that night. Um, more to the point was a lot of those wins, well, I shouldn't say a lot, but a number of those wins were when they were uh, down on talent. Um, most uh, notably, the Newcastle Knights game, <coughs> where really it was a game they shouldn't have won. Uh, if you look at the, the team lists and, of course, the famous Christian Welsh <laughs> uh, 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 comment um 
he was surprised by it. Um, and, and that's, I guess, the strength of the club, is that even if they yep. don't have necessarily their best team, you cannot write them off, um, which not too many not too many teams can can do that. Um, and certainly, you know, maybe you get uh, one win against the odds, but but Penrith have won against the odds a few times. Yeah, this is that. This is that. Um, not to send Shane around the block again, but this is that point that you are making, Shane. That clubs yeah. like the lower clubs, like South Sydney and and the Bulldogs and so on, don't have. When Penrith have players out, like that game you were talking about against Newcastle, Griffo, I think Salmon and Cogger were the halves that week. We've seen the likes of players like uh, um, Hosking come in this year and do a good job. Um, we, we've even seen the likes of Tom Jenkins come in this year. Uh, there's There's been so many players, and even their depth on the, on the bench there. Luke Gardner's been in and out. You've got Lindsay Smith there. These players come in, they are... They are given an assignment, they are given a job, and they fulfill the role of that job, yeah. regardless of what their name, stature, or previous experience suggests. That's the difference the first... between the top clubs and the rest. Look, I know, Graham, you and I, we've worked as tradespeople in the past, and, and, and Griffo, a very accomplished educator. You, you go in and do your bread and butter. Like if if we, Graham, if we were told, can you paint this room? You just go about your business. Yeah, you, you spend three and, days doing preparation before you even you get the roll prep, out. You do, and this is what this is what That's I think Penrith do so well yep. is they get players. Okay, don't drop the ball. They don't drop the ball. Make your tackles. They make their tackles. They don't overplay your hand. They don't overplay their hand. And in the end, they build enough pressure for the people who do know what to do to score tries. And you think about it and you go, well, they're playing this bread and butter rugby league that that we've sort of turned into, we've, we've sort of, we've sort of, <coughs> sort of turned into this boring, non-eventful play, but it, it's what wins rugby league matches and, and that's what they do perfectly. Hop in the side, do your job, don't drop the ball, we win. And they win. They, they, they strangle teams. They're happy to do the grind. You know what they do? There are so few teams in the NRL that are happy to get in the grind. Penrith are one of those teams that are patient, they will wear a team down. You watch a lot of these other teams in the NRL, and what's going to... And, and I'll, I'll call it now, and i I hope I'm right and I don't make a fool of myself. What's going to make a lot of these teams come undone in the final series is they're going to look for one big play. Penrith aren't interested in that. They play an 80-minute game where they strangle teams, they get in the grind, they wear them down, they get the job done. Can I go further than that, Gray? Can I I go further than that? And, and, And this is no disrespect to any club I'm about to talk about. We talk about teams getting in the grind and we talk about really good football clubs like the Melbourne Storm, the, the Roosters, the South Sydney Rabbitohs that got you in the grind and they they held you there. 
the game's evolved. I don't think it's about getting in the grind anymore. I think the Penrith Panthers have evolved this new game, which is doing your job. Where it's having respect for the people that have to tackle if you make a mistake, the people that have to make hit-ups when you make a mistake. It's about the accountability, not to your team, but to the individuals in your team that have to carry you when you do something wrong. That's what Penrith do. It's a new evolution of rugby league. It's not getting into the grind. And no disrespect, Graham, when I say this, because that's what it was. It's this individual accountability to, to individual players now where each player has respect for everyone who has to do their job when they do something wrong. That's what that's why Penrith don't make mistakes. They don't, you know, they don't overplay their hand. They stick to the brief. I think it's why they're probably that cut above everyone else. Because I think everyone else believes in that grind now. Penrith are this team that are one step ahead where it's not about getting in the grind. Getting in the grind is just what you do. For them now, it's about having respect for every individual on that field and not making them do any more than what they should because it's the collective that matters. It's an immense psychological, phenomenal football team that can do that. That's where Penrith are at. I've often said as someone who, like, you know, this is a teacher thing here, you guys will understand and, you know... Hopefully the, the listeners understand this. I've often said that we get a lot of smart people come across us as teachers, but often when we look at our results, it's the hardest workers that that achieve the most. I, I, I know there's a lot of talent in the Penrith side, but I feel like, Griffo, they're one of those teams that whilst there are a lot of other teams in the NRL that have some very talented players, Penrith are, for, for mine, the hardest workers they dot the I's, cross the T's, and that more so than just pure talent and relying on that, um, the gift that they've been given uh, is what gets them over the line. And I think the, the players that have those high expectations and the, the, the hard work expected of them when they come in is, what, is, is echoing what Shane said there. Yeah, I'd agree with what you're saying. I actually don't think they're the most talented team in the competition. They're the hardest working. They're one of the most talented, but I do think they are the hardest working and they are mentally the strongest team. Um, That's a good point. Yeah, uh, 100%. I uh, mentally, yeah, no. you, you, you know what? I think that's where the fittest team as well. And I think that's where talent yep. is such an upset, subjective thing where I think in the modern game, mental capacity plays a massive part, which makes me think they are the most talented side. And, but, but interesting to what you were saying, Griffo, and I brought it up earlier, that Dylan Edwards interview earlier on, well, no, sort of not earlier on the week, like last week on SEN, um, it was actually posted to, to Dylan Edwards, you know, are you guys the fittest team? You know, what do you do at training? Are you doing more? And I think it was a bit of a, 
bit of a gauge to, you know, with the with the topical uh, Canterbury Bulldogs story that was going. And he basically yeah. said, I don't know what's going on at other clubs. All I know is what we do and we work hard and we we do what we're asked and yeah. we just get the job done. And I think that it's a cliche in rugby league to say we're not focusing on other teams. We're looking inward at ourselves. But I genuinely, genuinely believe that's what Penrith do. I don't think they give a shit who they play each week. They they go out and train every single day based on their own processes, knowing and having the confidence that if everyone puts in the effort in all those areas that they've um, they've identified throughout the week, that the job will get done. And that's why they're going to be very, very hard to beat come this final series. And... Um, you can you can sort of feel the way we went through that semester two report uh, segment, guys. That we were building towards these these teams towards the end that are that are in form and and ready to go, and that that brings us to this week's preview, which is going to be an absolute phenomenal, absolutely phenomenal round. I can't even speak. I'm that excited. Um, We've got round one of the finals, four games this week, and I think it would be, um, yeah, the most logical thing now to to get into the preview uh, for the two minute tip and see what you guys think about some of these big blockbuster games because it's all on the line now. We're heading into finals, and we've got the uh, the whistle and kickoff for the two minute tip, round one of the finals. There it is. All right. Here we go. Friday night. Who'd have thought? Broncos Storm. That's right. The Broncos will be happy to have this game on Friday night. It was good scheduling, if you ask me, because it means Penrith get a fair turnaround, given the um, given the way the finals worked out. Both these teams had the same turnaround because they played each other last week. Um, in reality, we're saying it's a... It's a similar turnaround for both teams, but a lot of these players have been rested uh, last week. The the team news, um, you can get a coffee if you want. This could take a while. Uh, Adam Reynolds and Pat Carrigan are named to return for the Broncos. They're the big ins, given that they were injured and not rested. Um, Katoni Staggs also back from suspension. That's a massive in for them. Arthur's to the wing, Oates out to 18th man. Um, Procura's good to go. He actually had three charges last week, I think it was. All of them worth a fine, so he's all good to go. Palacio gets a nod on the bench ahead of Jensen. Um, Jerome Hughes for the Storm, he's back in. I think technically they've got about 12 changes here. Um, Grant's good to go. Nick Meany, Warbrick, Young Tonomapia, Seve, Coates, Munster, Kamakamika, Welsh, Liero, Katoa, Sofa Salomona, all back into this side that had players, all those players rested last week and still got the job done. Pappenhausen still in the 17. He's on the bench. Um, as we mentioned earlier, Griffo, he might come on and play a bit of a Third half, second half back, um, modern day evolution of the lock roll. This is going to be an absolute blockbuster here. We saw the Storm win last week. I don't think we can take that form into account too much. Both teams 
pretty much with the stars back on deck. Be very interested to see what you think. Um, the Broncos, obviously, with home ground advantage, 7.50 p.m. Friday. Uh, how much is that worth? What do you see in the uh, the Storm side too with all these players coming back as well? All right. Uh, thanks, Graham. Uh, big intro because this is a big game. Um, I think this is the the best game of the round. Um, I think in other years we've, we've probably had four blockbusters in this uh, corresponding uh, week round one of the finals. I don't think we've got four blockbusters, but we've certainly got one here. Um, you mentioned the home ground. Well, Melbourne, they've won <laughs> 14 games in a row against the Broncos. Um, and I think it's over 10 years since they've lost to the Broncos at, uh, at Suncorp. 20, uh, 2009 was the last time Brisbane won wow. at home to the Storm. Yeah. So history, re, modern wow. history says uh, the Storm win this game. Um, I'm going the other way. I, I think the Broncos, uh, we talked about talent before. I think <laughs> the Broncos are the most talented side in the competition, um, the likes of Reese Walsh, Ezra Mam, Katoni Staggs, Herbie Farnworth, Selwyn Cobble, uh, Pat Carrigan, Payne Haas, Tom Flegler, Jordan Rickey. Um, I think 1 to 13, uh, the most talented team in the comp for sure I think maybe it drops off a little from 14 to 17 I don't think their benches um, I think some teams have got stronger benches uh, Melbourne Storm chock full of talent as well um, Munster, Hughes, Grant Pappenhausen Sofa Solomona uh, there's plenty of talent there, Xavier Coates um <coughs> Interestingly, we saw four, um, we saw Justin Olam come back last week. Uh, he doesn't even make it into the 22. Um, Seve comes back into the team. Tonopapaya, he uh, played last week. Cracking game. I just think Brisbane uh, are going to break that hoodoo um, and win this game. Shane. What a game ahead. Like, wow. Wow. It's 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 really big. I I actually thought, you know, last week, you never want to give momentum to the potential team you could be playing. And when I looked at the Storm, I just thought that's what they did. Um, the Storm are one of these sides you just can never discount regardless of the venom they lose whatever happens i know that the broncos rested players last week and if that was seasoned finals players i would have said yeah do it that's what seasoned final players do. <coughs> um 
Um, this is the first time in a while they've played this. I've got the Storm in this one. I think the Storm. Ooh. I think the Storm are going to be right. Their coaching staff know exactly what to do, and I think they would have got a bit of kudos. Regardless of the players they played, I think it was more about getting a win into the finals for them. I've got the Storm Grey. I like the Broncos. Um, and a lot of those stats suggest I shouldn't. Uh, the, the other thing, though, is to... This is a, this is a different Broncos side. Uh, it's been a long time since we've seen a Brisbane team this dominant. And I think that they've just got a really good balance. I actually think they're, they're a shot at the Premiership, this team. I think that their forward pack is very strong. I think that if they go forward, which they usually do and set the platform, um, the, the, the backs and the halves will have a lot, of, a lot more opportunity and time. I think two massive ins for them this week. Although they rested some players last week, um, it's been a few weeks since they've had Pat Carrigan and Adam Reynolds in the side. I'm going to be honest with you. I, I know they've been injured, but I think part of that has been managing loads. Um, if finals had happened two weeks ago, I think Reynolds and Carrigan possibly play. I think there's there's been... Um, yeah, I mean, it's no secret. If you've got players like Adam Reynolds who are in their 30s, uh, their expectations at training are a little bit different with their loads and so on and so forth. I think they'll be fresher for having a couple of weeks out, and I think that I think they'll be good to go this week. The The big question mark for me will be a player like Reese Walsh. Um, very talented player, huge game. We know when he gets involved, good things happen. However, we also know that when he gets involved, um, there's a lot of low percentage plays. And that's why he's one of the highest error makers in the league. When he gets it right and things stick, it's phenomenal. But if they throw a few things against the wall that don't stick, uh, it could be a bit more difficult for them. But I'm going to take a punt and say more things will stick than not. Reese Walsh to score. Um, Brisbane for mine. I think Brisbane in this one are the goods. Second game of the weekend will take us out to Penrith. I'm just making sure I've got these in the right order. Yes, Penrith is the early game on, um, on Saturday. Uh, so the Panthers at home, obviously, with uh, the Warriors travelling across the ditch to meet them. This will be first versus fourth. Um, Mitch Kenny, definitely back on deck this week. I know last week I jumped the gun and said that he was back without checking the squad. Um, Scott Sorensen also back on deck. Jerome Luai, as we know, they're, they're looking at probably grand final qualifiers should they make it that far. Um, so... Cogger will wear the jersey. We talked earlier about the uh, impact he's had. The Warriors rested a lot of players last week, so technically they've got a lot of ins this week uh, on their list for the ins. I'm just looking here on the NRL website. 
uh, Fanua Blake, Nicol Klockstad, DWZ, um, Ford, Tavega, Johnson, Harris, Egan, all listed on the uh, the ins. Um, we know that in amongst that, uh, Tamari Martin, he is in the side. Um, he played the other week, or last week, I should say, against the Dolphins. Uh, we know Tohu Harris come back from the back spasms. And um, Tavega, I think, has been out for about three or four weeks with an injury to his hamstring. So the Warriors welcoming back a lot of players here. Griffo, uh, they rested players last week. Interesting to see your thoughts here. Um, Isaac Tungo wearing the number three this week. We know that... Um, you know, it was a it was a long time coming back for him. We didn't get to talk about him too much last week with all the is he is he in is he out type of situation. But um, really, Penrith at this stage, you're looking at, at a team that has most players on deck. Obviously, a big hole there at number six. What are your thoughts about the Warriors coming in? They're going to be hungry. I think they're going to be playing a we've got nothing to lose kind of style of of football out at Penrith on Saturday. I had a few difficulties there with Griffo. Shane, I might go, go to you. Um, yeah. What are your thinking? What are your thoughts here? Uh, the Panthers, who we've just said, are basically the top team. The Warriors, they've been winning games, but we're not sure about the opposition. Um, oh, this is big, big upset. This harks but... back to like 2003, you Ooh. know, Penrith Warriors. How many times did they play back then? I, I reckon this is brilliant. I, I think this is a really good thing. I'm loving what the Warriors are doing. I think the Warriors are just such an infectious team. The way they're playing, the way their forward pack go, what they do, I think it's just really, really fantastic. They're playing the best club in the competition. I think this would be one of the biggest tests that the Warriors have ever faced in their history. In saying that, they've got the players to do it. I've got Penrith winning. I'm not saying <laughs> that there's going to be some sort of significant upset, but 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 I think the no. Warriors will hold their head high into the second week. And you know what? Um, a team that's been void of finals football for quite a while. You know, you know what? They're going to get a taste of it. They could take Penrith. A long, long way to through this game. There, it's it's not going to be this walk in the park. This is going to be very good. I think I think Johnson's just just absolutely got them on a string. I think that you know nickel clock start. I think that just you know when you look at when you look at um, DWZ, their forward pack, the way they everyone's in it for each other. That matters so much. It's it's a very infectious team, this Warriors side, and 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 I think they're going to play some fantastic football. I've just got the Penrith Panthers winning on pure on pure experience. Yeah, I, I, I'm with you. I think Penrith win. I think Penrith will go into this super hot favourites. Um, be interested, Griffo, to see what what the thoughts are amongst the Penrith fans because they will go in very hot favourites. 
Um, you know, whether, whether the Warriors are, can be a bit dangerous because at their best, they can, they can turn it on. Oh, yeah, of course they can. Um, you don't win as many games as, as they've won this year if you can't play. Um, they've had a number of their guys who have had career best seasons. Um, <coughs> and that's, you know, they've been fantastic. I don't think too many people expect them to win other than themselves. Um, and, and obviously a lot of uh, New Zealanders, both here in, uh, in Australia, but also back home in, in uh, New Zealand. Um, I think the loss of uh, Metcalf is, is crucial. Uh, I know he's been out for a couple of weeks, but Tamari Martin, uh, former Panther, um, I think that he'll be targeted in defence, and and I think uh, uh, that could be a problem for the Warriors. Um, I just think Penrith and the Warriors, in some ways, they've they've shown the ability to to grind and, and grit, and uh, and they'll do that. Um, but I just think Penrith will do it better, and uh, I, I do think. Uh, uh, a Penrith victory, uh, it'll be a surprise if they don't win. Um, and if the Warriors are good enough to beat them, then uh, watch out the team that's got to go over to play in Auckland in, in, in a prelim. Mm. Um, but uh, I do expect Penrith win. Um, they were on fire last week. And uh, my, my concern uh, uh, about the team is, is, is Isaac Tango. Um, he went off early last week, um, and I, after the game, he seemed to be hobbling around. I, I still don't really know what his injury was, um, but uh, well, I hope it was just precautionary that they got him off early, because um, he, he for them to win this comp, he really has to be there and, and firing. Um, but yeah. Penrith for me, yeah, Penrith for me as well. For a lot of the above reasons, you mentioned there, obviously, the Warriors. Um, I, I don't expect them to win this week, but I expect a massive game the following week, as you said, when they're at home. Um, my understanding is it would look as though the winner of the Knights-Raiders game would go over and play them. So we could be looking at possible Warriors-Newcastle game or Raiders if they get the job done. Uh, which would set up a massive game in New Zealand next week. But the Panthers are the team to beat in this competition. If Yeah, I, I'd, I'd really like to hear a logical reason for anyone to tip against them, regardless of who they play this week. So I think the Panthers are the team to beat. I'd expect them to win, and I think that they'll... Uh, yeah. They might win by two or three tries at home, I think, that... Uh, yeah, they'll, they'll, they should get the job done. Okay, third game of the weekend will uh, be the Sharks at Shark Park hosting the Roosters. Um, same 17 for the Sharks that um, beat the Raiders last week. Uh, will Kennedy's in the reserves, not sure... If that means much, I mean, you look at some of the players they got in the reserves there. It shows that 
the, the talent depth at the Sharks. You got Moylan, Calhoun in there. So um, some, some quality players there as well. The Roosters, um, they've got Joey Manu named. Shane, as you said before, that's a watch this space. Um, Tupu hasn't been named this week. Yeah, so he missed the game last week. Yeah, he, he, was, he was scratching for the South game last week, but he hasn't been named this week, so he's obviously no chance of playing. Um, look, Sharks going up against the Roosters here. The Roosters feel like Griffo. They're the team with a bit of momentum um, coming into the finals. What are your thoughts about them coming up against the Sharks who, <coughs> excuse me, as we said, have been a bit, um, you know, some weeks you're, you're really impressed by them, other weeks you're waiting for them just to fall over. What do you think is going to happen this week? Um, they are at home and they are the higher ranked team. Yeah. Uh, wind the clock back 12 months uh, and they were at home. Uh, in the higher ranked position, uh, although it was a top four clash uh, when they had the, hosted the Cowboys and they were beaten uh, at uh, Shark Park in front of a record 11,000 crowd or something. But um, that's another issue. Is that I including think, the blokes on the scaffold? Yeah, no, I yeah. think it's ridiculous that the Good game's job. being played there. It's an embarrassment. Is this um, a, we're not playing it at, uh, yeah, anyway, anyway. Yeah. I don't know. But anyway, look, uh, either way, um, I think Roosters, I think uh, they are a team who are starting to play their best football of the year at the right time. Um, they're still missing a couple of guys, and assume Manu's out, but he didn't yeah. play last week. Um, and uh, we'll probably see the same side line up. I think we will probably see, uh, I think it was Corey Allen played last week Uh, and I think they've got the players there the experience is there Uh, a lot of these guys have won premierships Um, maybe not as as many as as they they have had in the past but um, the look the Sharks team I think the only premiership winner there is Wade Graham Um, yeah I'm, I'm Roosters I'm Roosters Shane. Yeah, I, 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 I'm, I'm absolutely flip of the coin on this one. Oh, I can never set my watch by, by the sharks, and the sharks players. The only thing I can say is, I think both these sides need someone to just open the game upright royally. I just think this game is made for Nico Hines. I, I think it's I think that when you look at Manu Tupu out, I thought South Sydney didn't exploit that side nearly enough. Um I think that the Roosters have done a good job at at establishing field position. I think I, I think Walker has, has has been a revelation for them in some ways after getting dropped some time ago. I just think Nico Hines will be the difference. I think that I think that the Sharks will be told to defend like there's no tomorrow and that'll open up the game for Nico Hines. I've got the Sharks winning 
and I don't know, I don't, I can't believe I'm saying it, but every time I just look at this game, and every time I look at the, every time I just think about what's going on, there's a part of me that says that the Sharks, this might be the game where 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 their coaching staff has their win. Like when we talk about the coaches win in the finals and 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 we've been part of of games in the past where the coaching side has won the game like it's been the coaching prowess i think this is the time for 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 the sharks coaching staff with nico Hines to step up and their defensive unit i'm picking the sharks i'm going i'm going the roosters with this one um Yeah, it's a, it's, a, it's a tough one. It's a close one. I just... And I know this is going to sound silly given the way the Roosters have played this year, but there's just something about me that just feels... Whilst they're not the Roosters of old, there's a lot of big game experience within these teams. Um, if Joey Manu plays, it's a massive plus oh, for the Roosters. Story. Yeah, and I, I feel like... That's a big influence in your tip there too. There's some other players too that I want to talk about. I don't think Billy Smith, I don't think we've talked about him enough on this podcast. Um, he's done some really Great game last week. this year. Phenomenal game. And I think also too, you alluded to it as well, Shano, the game breakers and the Nico Hines has that potential. Um, I actually have the feeling that Tedesco could be the game breaker for the Roosters. And... The 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 forward pa- the forward battle is going to be a big one because on paper I look at the Sharks team and I actually think they got a bad forward pack, but I just feel like if they get a bit of a roll on the Roosters, they're just building. I just feel like there's a bit of momentum, there's a bit of belief in this side. They've almost been given a second chance in a rebirth right. with these finals. The, the enemy of the Sharks is that classic. Drop the ball in their own forty. Give cheap, cheap possession back. They've done that for ten years. You know what I mean. Yeah. And that's that's the thing you just can't set your watch by with them, isn't it? Yeah. Yep. So, look, we'll we'll have a look and see what happens. But I've got the Roosters in this one. Um, I'm not. I think technically, their favourites. It's pretty much even money here. But given their position on the ladder, some might consider an upset. But um. Yeah, I'm sticking with with East to win this one, which would be a big turnaround given where they were about a month ago. All right, it would probably be one of the. Um, I'm gonna I'm gonna say one of the most anticipated games of the weekend, uh, the Knights and the Raiders. Uh, I think a lot of people will be looking forward to this one on Sunday afternoon up in Newcastle. I know the Novacastrians will be. Uh, they're going into their strong favourites tonight against the Raiders. Uh, Caelan Ponga, Jackson Hastings and Lachlan Fitzgibbon all named. So that's massive news for the Knights. If all those players are in there, um, then that'll be massive for them. In addition to that, uh, Frizzell, Gagai, Crossland all back as well after being rested. So the Knights have some key personnel coming back in. 
Big news for the Raiders. We didn't talk about this one. Um, Sebastian Chris sent off last week, banned for five matches. It was a nasty one. Just before we get into this preview, guys, I'm sure you saw this. Fair to say we agree with the send-off. Send-off yes. was pretty nasty. Yes. Simple as that. Done. Yeah, of course. Yeah. So, you know, um, I thought they got it right. Yeah. Like it, I, I actually, I'll be honest with you, I was watching the game and um, I, I, I turned it on late. I missed it. And I saw the... Um, that they had a player sent off, and on KO you can go to the key moments. I went back and and saw it. I went, yep. As soon as he tipped, I thought, oh, what's going on here? He tipped him over. I went, it was ugly. Done, gone. Yeah. So, um, it makes it makes it interesting that that was a fairly volatile tackle that got five weeks. There's certain players in our game that get the old six and seven. With multiple priors, yeah, it it goes to show there's still a problem. But I thought they got it right. I I yep. thought that that was spot on. Yep. No, they and, got that one right. Um, um, yeah, I, I I agree with both of you. I I think um, the thing, and it was a great thing that that um, the winger Katol was not injured. He got straight yes. back, bounced to his feet. To his credit. Um, it was five weeks with no injury. Uh, if there was a serious injury, which could have been, uh, you multiply that five weeks by right. yeah. twenty. Um, so, and I, I assume Chris had no priors or anything. Um, so, while at face value, you could probably say he might go off a little bit lightly. Um, had things been a little bit different. I'm sure the guy would have been rubbed out for a long time. Mm. Um, but uh, his season's over. Yeah. yeah. Yeah, look, he obviously didn't mean it, but it, uh, it it looked bad and it was bad. Yep. Things go wrong and there's a consequence. Um, and, and it was a big one. Uh, Knights playing the Raiders this week. It is elimination. Uh, given that the Knights have been in great form, um, it, it seems hard to believe that it could all come to an end if they lose this week. If they win, that would be 10, 10 on the trot, fellas. Is that right? Yep. 10 on the trot. Many will fancy them at home with their players back on deck to uh, get the job done. Um, and a Knights win, Griffo, would mean the end of the road for Jack Whiten in the... Uh, in the green machine, and obviously Jared Croker's on the reserves. I wouldn't expect him to play this week, but um, I think the Knights at home will go on this one, heavy favourites. And, um, yeah, looking 10 in a row would be a phenomenal effort if they could do it in a finals game. No, I think it would be a big surprise if they don't win. Um, they're, they're, they're on a roll. Uh, they've got Kalen Ponga, who is out and out the best player on the field. Um, they've got uh, that three-quarter line, Dom Young, Gagai, Best, and Maju. There's plenty of points there. 
Um, Hastings may or may not play. If he doesn't play, they bring in Clune, who's been fantastic. So they're not going to lose too much there. Uh, their forwards have been getting the job done. They're a very settled team. Um, obviously, they made changes last week, resting players, but uh, these guys have been getting the job done for, for a number of weeks. Um, on the other hand, the Raiders uh, not been in great form. Uh, they are missing uh, some of their top forwards. Uh, her hip of Puru uh, comes in. I don't know if he's played at all this year. Uh, he may have. He's a Penrith junior uh, and a twin brother uh, now with the Sharks. Um, certainly a, a very different style of player to to Horsburgh, who was wearing the thirteen. Uh, Horsburgh is a you know he's a he's a tough uh, big guy. Uh, Puru is not a big guy. He's got skill. Um, so it's going to be a different. Uh, a different approach there from the Raiders, um, if indeed Puru takes the field as programmed. Uh, they got some big boppers on the bench, Gula, Saulo, and, and Trey Mooney. And they got a reserves after that that's full of backs and, and Danny Levy. Um, interesting when uh, when they're down on, on some back one players. I don't see anything other than a, a Newcastle win, and I'll be incredibly surprised if if they don't win this game. Shane. Griffo just echoed everything I was going to say. Um, I've got Newcastle winning. I think that they're just ripe for this. I actually think that um, they are one of the, regardless of who they've played or whatnot, they are very much an informed team. They've got some players that know what to do. Um, they're dangerous. They're a dangerous football side. They will, you know, it's sudden death football. They don't want to lose this. I think I've got them winning. They're, a, they're to say they're a cut above the night, um, the Raiders, bit of a uh, insult maybe to the, to the Knights. They are well above. I've got them winning. And if there was a margin this week, this may be it. Yeah, they're 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 pretty hot. Are we I mean obviously we're pretty confident on the, the Panthers, but I think other than that, this would probably be the game that the punters are most confident that the, the Knights would win. Given their record coming through, they're in form. They're the highest ranked team in this portion of the draw, given the fifth through to eighth um, draw we have here. I I think they're going. To, they're at home. They're full of confidence. Um, yeah, I, I I I can't see the Knights losing this, barring a um, a capitulation of the, the Newcastle Knights would be a massive upset if they don't get this done. So I'm with you guys. I'm tipping the Knights. All right. So very interesting to see how that then flows through to next week. Um, obviously, the winner of the Bronco Storm, Panthers Warriors, gets the week off. Um, the, 
the way I understand it, the loser of the Brisbane Storm game will play the winner of the Sharks-Roosters game. And the loser of the um, the Panthers-Warriors will play the, the winner of the Knights-Raiders game. So even next week, we're, we're keyed up for some, some pretty good football, regardless of who gets the wins here. Uh, the only other thing to, to keep in mind is that we have the NRLW pushing on this week. Uh, the, the competition is heating up. We're into round eight. It's a nine-round competition. Um, and as I said last week, guys, I was expecting the Broncos to, to crack into that top four. They've done so. But it seems as though the Roosters and the Knights, Griffo, are the teams to beat. And they actually play each other this week. If With all the finals, excitement and so on going on, um, Saturday's a big day for Rugby League because we have two finals games in the NRL. But prior to that at 1.30, if you are a fan of Rugby League, you need to be watching at 1.30pm the Knights versus the Roosters. This could be the game of the year for the mm. NRLW. Yeah, well, I th- it's a preview of the grand final, I would expect. Um, these are clearly the two best teams in the comp. Um, and I do think uh, they will meet again. Um, I know the Roosters, I was reading somewhere, have quite a, a few injuries, um, players out for the season, uh, including well, Jess Sergis out, a finger broken operation. Yeah, and might be the Crichton. Yeah, I heard the Crichton. I heard she was going to cut a toe off. Uh, but this is a finger injury. Um, Katoa? Yeah, Katoa. Yeah. She, she was going to be Katoa'd. <laughs> um, a chronic uh, toe problem. And then she injured her hand in scoring a try last week so um yeah i personally don't know that uh cutting off bits of your body uh <laughs> is in your long-term interest i don't advocate for it no um <coughs> I, I think there's there's different ways of doing things um uh but yeah if you're not cutting off your nails or your hair um you probably just want to leave things where they are. Um, anyway, uh, just getting back to that game, I'm, I'm just trying to get the teams up here. Um, so you look at these two teams, they're both stacked with with uh, champion players. The Knights have got Tamika Upton. Um, they've got uh, Jesse Southwell. They've got... Uh, they're their two best players, but they're solid all round. Um, uh, a few injuries, but not, I don't think, as badly affected by injury as their opponents. Uh, they've got uh, Hannah Southwell there, Yasmin Clydesdale, Caitlin Johnson. They're all state of origin players. Uh, we know Predabon is a very strong player. And then you, you bring the likes of uh, <coughs> Romaniak onto the you know onto the field. 
uh, off the bench. Nita Maynard is a Kiwi international hooker. You look at the Roosters, you've got Corbin Baxter as the fullback. Uh, Isabel Kelly's in the centres. Jamie Fressard comes back as the replacement for Sergis. They've got Taryn Aiken, who I think is amazing. Um, they've had to change their half. Uh, I think uh, yeah, there are a few players out, but in the forwards, Millie Boyle. Uh, Hill Moana's a, a unit, as is uh, Poole, as is Keely Joseph. Koenig is uh, an Australian player. Keely Davis is Australia's hooker. They're just stacked. Um, uh, just looking, so this is a 130, so it's not preceding the Knights uh, semi-final. So it's a, a standalone game. Um mm. Worthy of the standalone status, yeah. yeah. Uh, I'm gonna, I'm gonna go for a bit of an upset. I think I, I'm gonna go for the home team. Newcastle, uh, yeah, upset. But uh, gee, I like what Taryn Aiken's done this year. She's just amazingly talented. What do you think, Graham? Yeah, you flip a coin in this one, isn't it? Um... You could argue either way, but I feel like the Roosters are the best team in the competition. Um, as you said, there might be one or two players missing, but when we come and look at the best players in the competition, we we talk about every week. To make her up, and we talk about the the importance of the Southwells. Um, you flip a coin in this one. I'll go Roosters because I think that they're the the best team in the Premiership. I think they'll they'll win the competition. I, I'd 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 go Roosters in this one, uh, but there's some good games across the weekend. Shano, um, can I, I just think... add my two cents worth? Yeah, on sorry. No, I this game for me. I, I was talking to some people. I was talking to some kids actually about this game. We're having a chat, and I said. I remember when, you know, when you look at two powerhouses, I said, I'll never forget when the Manly <laughs> Seagulls of the day played um, played the Newcastle Knights. And it was that classic game where where the Chief went in Spun and it, got knocked down on. on and and uh, this that's this game for me. I You know, it had that hype. It was like... Neutral fans, it didn't matter who you went for. This game was going to be on your television at 3 o'clock. You're going to watch it, or 4 o'clock. You're going to watch it, and it's going to be this cracking game of rugby league. And that's what I think this has. I, I think this is just going to be one of those iconic games. I've got Newcastle winning this. It. I think. I think if you want... If you want parity, you've got to go back to that kind of class, that Harrigan, uh, Carroll type scenario where where the players of this club, of either club, are just going to put their body on the line. And I think this has the game... I think this is the game we're going to say draws the line in the sand where... where 
we talk about men's rugby league, women's rugby league. We talk about NRL, women's rugby. I think we're just going to say it's all NRL. We know that NRL players don't play rugby league. NRL is a different kettle of fish. I think this is the game where we say, yeah, all these elite athletes play NRL. Yeah. And, and I'm looking very much forward to it. I've got the Knights. As, as I was saying there before, the, the Knights and Roosters is a big game. There's there's games across the park and the, the implications here for the Roosters and Knights, it, it pushes them ahead a little bit of the, the rest of the pack. And I, I was going to say how important it is for teams like the Titans who you'd expect this week to beat the Eels, but also... Um, you know the, the the Broncos we expect to win against the Tigers. Teams such as the Raiders, Dragons, and Sharks have big weeks. We got the Sharks playing the Dragons on Thursday night, opening up the round. This is a massive game to keep in touch with that top four. Um, and even though they're the lower ranked team technically, I I think the Sharks are a fair shake in this one. I'd I'd almost say if the Sharks lose this one, you can you can almost ride them off, Griffo, because uh, it, it'd just be a bit too far out of reach, um, given the fact that I'd expect the Broncos to to win this week. Graham, uh, I don't think the Sharks are a hope of making the top four. Um, how many rounds are left? It's just uh, this week and next week too. Well. They can't. They're only on four points. That's true. You'd have um, to have... That's true. If the Broncos win, they're done. Yeah. Well, the yeah. They yeah, you're right. The Broncos and Raiders all have to lose so games. Really? Win by lots. Raiders against. are probably the only other team that could squeeze in, and I'd expect them to beat the Cowboys this week. Yeah. Um... You know, the Broncos are going to beat the Tigers, and I think the top four's already sorted, really. Yeah. Um, we yeah. talked about this last week, that the Broncos, yeah. they'd played the all the teams yeah. above them, and they were playing their remaining three games were against low-ranked teams. And um, Yeah, I, uh, Titans look pretty safe on 10 points, and they've been playing well. And then the top two teams, they're there already with 12 points. Raiders really realistically probably uh, uh, dragons mathematically there's that word um, <laughs> it was good enough for the roosters in the NRL so, no they got uh, plus four and against us two points here yeah um, Raiders have got a bad four and against um, but they've got two extra points on the dragons I, I just don't see anyone displacing the Broncos because they're, they're going to win probably uh, all their games um, Titans come up against Para. Uh, you'd have to think they're going to win that, and, and they'll yeah. lock up the yeah, up the top four berth after that. They've had a really good year: five wins, two losses. It's just the order, uh, I think, at this stage. I think you're right, Graham. I think you're right. Um, uh, like Tigers, yeah, they they had those two. Losses right on the bell, which sort of that was the end of their season. They led after two rounds. They were. Could you imagine if they won those? Like, well, if they won those games, they're in with a big show for the eight. 
Oh, the, sorry, yeah. the four. The, the four. four. I think I think it's yeah, but it's yeah. They, they've also had a couple of rough weeks. Um, there was that game. Was it week four last? I think when they come up against when they played the Roosters was that two weeks ago, three weeks ago? They got absolutely belted, and I think that sort of showed the the top team versus a team. Their that's, rhythm in that game was yeah. horrendous. They yeah, like, they showed they weren't. They didn't exactly. off the kickoff. They don't have the star power. You know, there's games you watch your side, and you know, there's games where you watch your team play, and when they as soon as they kick off and do the first tackle. You just wish you could call surrender. Like, let's yep. just finish. I had enough. That was one of those games. <laughs> yeah. yeah. It was off the kickoff. You just knew that things weren't going to go well. Yeah. So, would it be fair to say, fellas, if we do just a quick wrap going through, considering we're running out of time, the expectation this week would have to be... I mean, I'm expecting Sharks on Thursday to beat the Dragons. Broncos to get the job done against the Tigers. Nice Roosters, as we said, flip a coin. Um, Raiders, you'd probably think would beat the Cowboys, but you give the Cowboys a chance, and then the Titans cementing their top four spot on Sunday. Yeah. Uh, yeah. I'd I, I maybe disagree on the, the Sharks, Dragons, but I think <laughs> the other games are pretty clear cut, yeah. apart from the top of the table clash. Um, but uh, yeah, bring it on. Um, if, can I game, just say that top of the table clash? One game this week is that some day. of the that's, <laughs> that's number NRL. two. That's number two. Yeah. I've got Penrith Warriors. That's my number one game. That's number two. I'm, I'm actually Brisbane Storm. Then possibly Ooh. this game. I, I love like Penrith. Old game. school. It's got a bit of old school about it, Penrith Warriors. Do you give the Warriors a shot? I know we previewed it. But I do. I, yeah. I most definitely do. Yeah, it's not as, it's not as clear cut. Two or three, yeah, for sure. Yeah, I I True. think that I think that gee, um, that would blow the the finals the wide thing, open. The thing with the, the thing with the thing with oh, look, I think the Storm are a red hot chance. I think they're going to win. The other thing is, I think that. The Storm have this couldn't give an F attitude at the moment where it's like, well, do you want to score 34? I'll score 36. That was old school Penrith. Remember that old school Penrith mentality sort of going through? 2003. Well, where it was like, yeah, put put, put 30 on us. We'll score 32. I don't care. And even later on when they made (laughs) that final series and they – they they made some final series. They didn't care what they conceded. It was what they scored. That's the Warriors. The Warriors don't give a crap how much you put on them. They just need to put one, two more, and they win. Mm. This whole and idea of the Warriors winning 12-14, doesn't, it doesn't matter to them. The, the and, interesting... and no score phases them. That's the scary thing. A lot of teams will fail and falter. They've only had one slip up really in the last few weeks. And that was against South Sydney in a, in a torrential game at, 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 at New Zealand. It's, 
it's like they've got this attitude about them which is interesting. I don't think it will do Penrith in, but it might take them to the wire. <coughs> We've all tipped Penrith on here. Um, Griffo, you and I have got the Broncos. Shane, you've got the Storm. Yep. Very interesting. I know we're getting ahead of ourselves, but I like a bit of a hypothetical. If the Storm do win, Shano, it can't be a Panthers-Broncos grand final. No. If the Panthers win. Um, can I Can oh. I give, can I give who's, my... Who's, let's go start the finals just to finish off tonight before I play um, Broken Hearts and send them home. I'm, I'm thinking Panthers-Broncos grand final... Your results this week, Shane, would suggest that's not possible. Would that Can mean say, possibly a Panthers storm? I think, or do you see I another think, team coming through? Look, I honestly think that the Broncos, depending on who they play the second week, might be out the back door. Oh, far oh. out. It's a big call. Massive. Mate, 17 had... games at home. They've had a pretty good. You know, I don't know where this rough draw people. If they lose, from. if they lose, they play the winner of Roosters Sharks. I think that. I think that. I think. <laughs> if I got that right, someone will tell me if I'm wrong. What's that? No, no, no. no I, think I think. That, I think they play the winner of the Roosters Sharks. If yeah, I, I, I look at it and I go. If if the Sharks beat the Roosters, which I think they will, you've got some. I think that will be a very, very close game. And, and you know, if I had to pick it, I'd probably pick the Broncos in it. I just don't... There's something about the Broncos where... where they've been a phenomenal rugby league side. Don't get me wrong. They've been brilliant. With, with the right recipe, which includes... You know, playing at home, blah blah blah. The the finals are such a different beast, and I just don't think this side is quite ready for it. Last week, I know they dropped a lot of players. I know they didn't play near the amount of players they should have. And they come out guns blazing, and then were at the end light years away against a side who did the same. I don't know whether the you know. When you bring the players in for the storm and you bring the player, I think they're a bit of a momentum team. I probably personally, if I was a Broncos fan, would have preferred them to play their stars last week to win, get that momentum. You know, did Penrith drop any of their players? No, because they know when things matter. And this is the nuances in good coaching. I think that Bellamy knows what matters. I think that that Cleary knows what matters. I just think that if this is the second consecutive loss in a row, it, does it get in their head? What happens the next week? They're playing a team that's automatically won because you have to win to play. You know, it's, it's, it's the mind game start where... I'm not too sure I can put my money on on how fragile all that is for the for the Broncos. They're lucky they don't play the other. You know, you, you wouldn't want to be playing 
uh, Newcastle. But in saying that, Roosters win. I, I don't think they will. But if the Roosters did, or the Sharks, I think the Sharks would take it right up to to the Broncos. Because you know what? For ages, we've been talking about this Broncos side in terms of winning. Imagine if next week we spoke about them in terms of losing two in a row. Where are they at? It's hard to know. They've only lost. I, I don't think they've got the... There's only been once Adam this year. He's coaching this side. I don't know whether I, everyone else really can do it. I can't tell you what they're like after winning two in a row. It's only happened once this year. And the only yeah. time it's happened this year that they've lost two in a row, they lost... Uh, round 11, round 12, and that was to the Storm and Penrith. Um, oh. All we know is, is they'll be playing every game I, in Brisbane, which tends to oh. help them. Yeah, I, I'll be honest with you. I actually, I don't know if I'm overstating how good this team is. I listen to you and I think, geez, if you've been watching the same team... I've got Brisbane up there as premiership contenders. If someone said to me, Penrith don't win the competition this year, who wins it? Brisbane's the only team I'm considering for that role. I'm hot on Brisbane. I, I think they're the goods. I really, really like Brisbane in this competition. I think they can win it. I'm, yeah. I'm super keen on them. I think I think it would take I, everyone. I actually... To, oh, look. It's silly to say it takes yeah. everyone at their best, but yeah, I, yeah, I don't know. I don't know. Part of me, not, like, not to, you know, obviously you're, you're yeah, I, I, I'm trying to be really respectful here, but I, I don't think you're giving them enough credit. I think they've been really good. I think they're a very strong chance of winning this premiership. Let's face it. What's helped them win throughout the whole year is they haven't had to travel, and they're not going to travel next year, two weeks. So you got a point. Yeah, but yeah, yeah, yeah. That's true. I remember we talked a lot about they play a lot of games in Queensland. They have. I just thought last week. I thought last week. <coughs> Look, the ne- possibly they win this win. week. The next game they play in Sydney is the grand final. I thought last week was the perfect opportunity to build momentum and against the... Now, both had half our sides of, okay? They fell away horribly. And I think that's... I don't know. I don't, I don't like the idea of a team... You know, you, you could have been minor premiers. The team that are minor premiers didn't treat it the way that the people that come second treated it. They were right in winning. From and from the player and coach's point of view, and we said this many times, would you rather win the premiership or the minor premiership? From the players and coaches point of view, non-administration um, financial point of view, is there much difference between second and first? Is it psychological? Well, well if you're playing at home, you get a going for three. There's a team going for three in a row that seemed to be able to do it pretty well. Yes, but Griffo, I'll throw it to you. The year that Penrith won the minor premiership and didn't win the grand final, it it didn't mean anything to them. I think Brisbane are looking at the bigger picture. They're, they're looking at a bigger prize. Well, I, I don't think the minor premiership 
Um, given the structure of the, the finals, I don't think the minor premiership means a whole lot. Um, whereas when you had a top five um, going back... Why didn't Penrith rest their players? Um, uh, they didn't rest Wait, their players because... Storm rested their players. I, I, yeah, I, I think that uh, they wanted to the make sure either way. that they played the Warriors rather than the Storm. Either way, yeah. That that Broncos that Broncos Storm game, you see that seriously with fifteen minutes to go, Brisbane were hot to win that. Was all I'm sorry with fifteen right with fifteen minutes to go. Was I watching the same game? Hang on. Correct. I, I, I might have the score wrong. Am I watching thirty-two twenty-two? They won by ten. Yeah. Well, they scored late tries to do it. They scored. Yeah, they won. They, they did win. What yeah, I'm saying it, is... I don't think you can look you're into... Splitting like, hairs, you're the, splitting hairs if you think that that Storm game over the Broncos, that win meant anything. I think you're splitting hairs. I, think, I don't think I the Storm the Broncos I think it's I think, uh, I think you're in their head psychologically. Uh, you won last week. No, you got the I game think, this week. I think they're looking ahead to bigger bigger prizes. I think the Broncos said, let's. we've got a few players that are a bit... They've got a lot of players that played Origin. They had a couple of players that injured. They wanted their players fresh. They looked at last week and said, the winner of this achieves nothing. The winner of next week achieves everything. That That's my opinion. Yeah, I, I, I think when you look at momentum, there's only one club in probably the last 15 years that could have lost the first week and played the way they did, and that was when Penrith lost to South. And 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 you look at what they they did to win the grand final. I, yeah, I don't know. I, we'll I find look, out this week. Yes, I, that is correct. <laughs> three days time. We will. We will. We'll this find out this three, week. Three days, we will know. And yeah, it's 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 all to be played on the field, really. And this time next week, it'll be it'll be a, a case of I told you so's or <laughs> I didn't oh, no, know. I think it's I think it's more about you know looking like we we watch rugby league incessantly, and it's about looking at what's on the field at the time. And um, yeah, I. I think whatever you're going to get, you're going to get some cracking games around yeah, the league. for sure. And it's going to be moments in time and every player on the field has to make it. And, yeah, I, I think that um, this is a final series where probably seen the gaps between first and eighth probably bigger than what we've seen in previous years. But... Um, I think the top four are right for this, and maybe fifth could come into play. Yeah, I, I, I think to take out from what I've, I've gauged from our conversation here, um, I feel like between the three of us, if we were to look across our opinions, we're thinking that Panthers, Broncos, Storm are a chance, and the Knights are the nuisance factor. Yeah, yeah. I, I think I, don't I think, think the Knights can be. I think the Warriors. No, but 
I wouldn't want to. I wouldn't want to put a line like, okay, the Warriors lose next week. Whoever's got to go to New Zealand and play. That's like going to Suncorp. That's a tough game. Yeah, I, I, I'm I'm predicting a Knights Warriors round two game, which I think will be a belter, and that's where I come into that Knights nuisance factor. I don't think they can win the comp or go any deeper than finals week three, but I think they'll push, you know, like say a Broncos team and and give them a really tough I think, game. I think I remember a chat frame. I think I remember a podcast where we thought what. Uh, uh, you know, like things like we thought that the 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 Raiders could never beat the Storm. You know, like that. I I really think this is one of these final series where where you you pick with your head, and what happens on the field could be two separate things. Hmm. And look, it's, don't it's gonna don't, be... don't take your eyes off the Roosters either. They're informed yeah, coming through. Yeah. We know what they're capable of. Finals time. Um, I think we've just about covered it, fellas. If you're still with us, we're at the Stone Cold Steve Austin three sixteen at the moment. Three hours sixteen minutes. Um, it's it's a fair dinkum marathon. I think we've covered just about all of it. I want to yeah. thank you guys for for being on board. It's a massive week in rugby league. NRL, NRLW finals are on. This time next week, we could be talking about how all the predictions got thrown up in the air uh, <laughs> and tossed out the window. Um, but yeah, it's, it's, it's been a, a wonderful season. It's been a big year in rugby league, and we're really looking forward to this final series. Thank you, boys, for being on board. And um, I really look forward to this weekend. As you said, Shano, I, I, th- I think you're making a good point there not to discount the Warriors. And... Um, I think we've got to take into account that anything can happen. It's a new competition. That's it. Enjoy right. enjoy what uh, lies ahead, listeners. And we'll be back next week. Have a good week. Uh, I don't know if mentioned. Congratulations. Brian Toto. Brad Pippler medal. Um, there you go. New South Wales player uh, of the series. Um, lots of accolades to come yeah. Shane Watson, Carpool Rugby League, uh, MVP. Yeah,